Hello there, I'm Kevin, aka Toying Around. I'm Yoko, also known as Live and Love Eat Yoko. Hey, I'm Paulie from Bitter Asian Dude Inc. I'm Ernie, also known as the one and only Fallen Fett. We're four friends chatting about our love for Star Wars, toy collecting, and pop culture. You're listening to the Boba Squadron Podcast. Boba Squadron Episode 2. We still don't have a title, but I want to thank everyone for listening. I think it's weird. We didn't even go into the origin story of how we got the Boba Squadron name for this podcast. Completely forgot to do that for Episode 1, so I figured we should let people know here in Episode 2. The four of us, I don't know why I'm pointing right now, this is audio, but we got together to do a recap show for the Book of Boba Fett. And the theme of that, the, the name of the show was the Book of Boba Tea, and all four of us would order boba as a drink, and we would just hang out and chill. And I think that was the origin, the Boba Squadron. I don't want any misconceptions out there that we're all fans of Boba Fett. Uh, I think only Ernie is. Ernie, would you say that's fair? It's not fair, but I would say that's a true <laughs> statement. Yeah, I would say it's true, but it's not fair. I mean, I look at Boba Squadron a whole different way, but if that's how you want to call it. That's fine. That's that, yeah, but you look at it a different way because you're on probation. Yes, <laughs> this is probationary prospect. You're you're on probation to be a prospect, and then if you make yes. it to that, then you're a prospect. Yeah, and then you <laughs> yeah. And then, I was always sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. <laughs> I, I'm you on probation. I'm you always have the floor. You know I'm joking, right? <laughs> you know, I'm joking. Are you? Never, you know, yeah. Are you though, sir? Yeah. Okay. You're never gonna make it onto the team. We're just treating you. Along. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. See? You know yeah. <laughs> you're you're absolutely right. Yeah. <laughs> Kenobi's gonna start. I'm gonna be like, anytime they're gonna message me now. We should I do a know. show. Yeah. Here's the link. Why? It has nothing to do with Boba. Yes. <laughs> It's all about the drink. I mean, I was always of the impression that original trilogy uh, movie, if you're only counting Boba Fett's appearance on screen, I didn't think he was the world's or the galaxy's most feared bounty hunter. Everyone said he looks cool, but I don't think he was that big of a badass. And then when Paul came on for the first episode of Unboxing Thursdays that he he did with me, I asked him that question and I was I was thrilled. You know, I was arms pumping in the air that he also believed the same thing. And then when we got together with Yoko to talk about Bad Batch, and then I found one of Yoko's old tweets where it was kind of talking down on Boba Fett as well. It was it was the perfect, uh, perfect team up. And that's how the squadron is born. And then Ernie, who is a huge Boba Fett fan, I've spent months talking to Ernie about Boba Fett and how he's not so great, and you know it was only fair for him to join. But yeah, for all the Boba Fett fans out there, uh, I'm sorry if 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 we led you on, but this is not that kind of Boba <laughs> podcast. Everybody's passing this around on at the uh, Mandalorian Mercs, like, hey, there's a new Boba show. You guys really check this out. <laughs> Have you heard it? <laughs> yeah, and I then it immediately opens. Yeah, it immediately opens with Boba sucks. <laughs> It's in our logo. There is no Mandalorian or Boba Fett reference in our logo uh, created by the the talented and awesome 
Dork Knight 46. But hey, episode two, we're here. I want to thank everyone who listened to episode one and supported and shared and, and followed. You know, uh, there were some hiccups, some bumps along the way trying to get Apple Apple to work. And that's why I'm an Android man for the last, I don't know how many years. But we're here. Uh, well, you're an and, Android man? Yes, I am an Android. Wow. You learn something new every day. And Paul's just an alien playing him as a as a marionette behind that curtain. <laughs> <laughs> I switched the view. It's actually much more comfortable back here. Mm. Instead of with my back to that other wall, it's it's a little bit cozier. It's nice. The backdrop makes it feels a little bit more comfortable for me. For those of you who can't see, if you're listening to the podcast, my backdrop used to be this boring, the boring back of the the hotel room that I'm staying in, with this gigantic, like the the bottom tenth of this gigantic pictured framed picture that I can't move because it's got like six French cleats on it, uh, and so like it was just really weird. But now I've I've switched the cameras around. Um, and it's facing this this curtain, which is basically the the curtain in, of the dining room. And uh, the last, I think, uh, stream I did with Kevin, everyone was like, oh, "What's behind the curtain? He's hiding something. He's hiding something." I was like, "No, it's just the curtain yeah. to the outdoors." And I opened it up, and I guess everybody thought there'd be some gigantic alien with his arm firmly planted up my ass. Meet up it, but it wasn't. It was just the Vancouver landscape. So. Here it is. But this is like a, when, when you, you do an audition and you put yourself on tape, a lot of actors will have like a backdrop or something that's supposed to be neutral. Um, and that's pretty much what this is. Now, this is a little bit too wavy in terms of the lines. Usually it's a nice flat surface, gray surface. Think your high school portraits or in middle school when they had those, that, that backdrop behind you. And you have to put your hands on your knee and turn slightly. They made you tilt your head and do that crazy ass smile. Which I don't know, man. I think it was just photographers. Photographers are bored, but that's the kind of backdrop that I'm talking about that we usually have, which I don't have, which you can't see. So, so can... moving I, I on. Mean, speaking so of the no first aliens. episode, no, no aliens. No aliens. No, unfortunately, aliens. yeah. I was just hoping every guy named from. I was hoping that when you opened it, like you were going to be on set or something, and then totally lying to us all, like, "Oh, look at here's a secret." <laughs> uh, I've been live streaming from this bit of Avatar, hiding behind the curtain. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but speaking of the first episode, right, Kev? I mean, they can see this live after because you just have reposted the live version on your channel, correct? Yes, for everyone tuning back in, thank you. The audio episodes will be on Apple, Spotify. Google, SoundCloud every Monday. And of course, if you're watching on YouTube uh, in your YouTube channel member, it's available there for the first few days. And then it's made available to the general public. So thank you so much to everyone who's been tuning in. There's a new Instagram page for the podcast where you can keep up with all the updates and a link tree. So if any of the links don't work, feel free to click on those or even give us some feedback. On, on each episode, because uh, a lot of this stuff, the pop culture movies, uh, it's great to hear back from everyone, everyone who maybe hasn't even seen Jaws yet. So, you know, uh, reach us, reach out to us over there. Off the Star <laughs> Wars news. Go for it. What happened in Star Wars, Kev? What? Oh, I like, so like, I like that so setup. You're so excited. You're so excited about Star Wars. You can't even get it right because it's your main character. 
but yet you'll crap all over the Fed. But when it comes to Kenobi, you can't even talk right. Oh my God, there's two weeks ago. <laughs> Star Wars, two weeks. Yeah. I just, you're, you're I, really, I can't you're even really say. Stretching here, Ernie. You're really stretching. <laughs> <laughs> really is. And then all of a sudden, Kenobi trailer dropped. Oh my god! It really was. It was man. a great trailer, and uh, you know, there's a lot of a lot of stuff that can happen in this series. For me, like you mentioned, Ernie, uh, Kenobi is my favorite character, and I I shared this with Paul uh, before our our Kenobi stream how I was worried would this show live up to my expectations because it's my, it's my favorite character. I don't want it to kind mm -hmm. of not be so great. Like the book of Boba Fett was for Boba Fett fans because everyone was waiting for the redemption and he's going to be a badass because he wasn't cool before. And that's when it clicked to me. Like I won't have that same problem because Kenobi was is a badass to begin with so there was no expectation that he needs to live up to whereas the boba fett fans had a had a lot more to lose so yeah, well I'm, I'm no you're absolutely right because of screen time and the knowledge that we didn't have of fett like you're right instead kenobi's already been established we we know what he what he did he was hiding out there then you get the prequels and you get this whole building story from him uh, you know, with his master Qui-Gon to becoming that, to then with Anakin. Then you get the Clone Wars. Like, you're right. You do have this, Kenobi's a badass. And then he's in Rebels. So you do have a lot to build on. So now it's just the whole, what was he doing on Tatooine that has to get filled in? So there was many different ways that they could have taken it. And as far as Boba goes, then we didn't know. Everybody had their own story in their head, their own expectation. I, I still am going to stand by it, though. I, I liked Book of Boba Fett. I think it's going to be a very important series to tie everything together. And Kenobi's going to be a great show that's just there. You can rewatch it like that. So whereas I think we may return to the Book of Boba as, well, remember this happened or this point was made. And here we just get to see Kenobi being a badass, which I'm all for. That's that's great. Like I, I like... I like the decision that they went because then this trailer happens and there was now we get all these rumors, right? Which nobody had rumors before or anything like that. And now the big rumor for the week was, oh, well, it was supposed to be Maul in it and they cut Maul and they put in the Inquisitors like they were all ready to go that the story was going to be Obi-Wan and Maul. So I didn't hear that. Did you yeah, guys hear that? Then, and then what? They watched Rebels and realized that story <laughs> No, it, are you oh, serious? He did. Oh, no, that was big time. And then you had Pablo Hidalgo go on Twitter and kind of be like, that never happened. Yeah. Like, the, he was that, trying to shut it down. Like fan theories, especially fan theories from people who, again, did not watch Rebels. And if you did not watch Cor Rebels, go watch Rebels. Correct. I mean, we may get him in, like, a flashback scene or whatever. So the only way that I take this to heart is not like it could have happened, but as a casting thing. Because, okay, so he's very vocal on Instagram and everything like that. And... When there's always something that he's going to be involved in, uh, wait, Ray wait, Park. Wait. Who, who is he? Who are you? Ray Park. About? Sorry, okay. Ray, Ray Park, the the physical actor who plays Darth Maul. Um, he r really puts a lot of stuff out there on Instagram and like that, and Sith everything, Sith this, and you're like, oh my gosh, we're we're getting something Maul, right? Kind of leaks it that way, and then all of a sudden there was one time where, oh my god, it broke my heart. He did this post where he tore into those exclusives from celebration of the Kenobi in the mall. He had a whole bunch on reserve. There was probably like 30 in the picture. 
that he was just ripping the cards and throwing them on the floor and ripping them up. And that's what he posted and left. And it was like, what's, what's going on a bad day or something. You know what I mean? And this was months ago that maybe it was like, uh, I know we said, maybe we're thinking about bringing Maul into Kenobi and we're going a different direction, but thanks. Because then he was, since then he was cut off from Instagram and now he's only been posting up um, his uh, uh, autograph meetups at little cons and like that. So I don't know. Was it a, a real theory? Was it, you know, could it have been? Cause like timeline kind of plays with it, but cool. with, with that, like you're saying with rebels and everything, I, I could only see if we got mall in some type of flashback way. And and I really hope we don't get any flashbacks. I, I really hope this just stays the Inquisitor story, and that's what we're getting. Because then the flashbacks that we had in in Boba that didn't work as well, it you know could that be as you said it, your thoughts of what's going to happen with Kenobi after Boba? So with the flashbacks that we had, that people some people didn't like the flashbacks, or they were out of place, or they should have been they should have did this, they should have did that. Everybody always has an opinion about it. But I, I think this show, I don't think we should get flashbacks. I think we should get the series. What what happened? What, what's this Inquisitor story that we're going to see play out? I, I, wasn't there something else with Ray Park, though? And could that be a reason why he's not involved with the show? Oh, with the... There was uh, an incident. Yeah, there was a... There was yeah. a not Disney-friendly incident. Correct. Yeah, and that was um, before this one. And then after that incident... So, yeah. can someone fill me in? Uh, no, there was Don't not Google for it. here. Yeah. Oh, is this? A, are we doing a segment every week where we get the listeners to Google something? Last week, no, no, week, no, no, no. Don't, don't, no, Google it. no. Yeah, don't, don't Google it. it. Okay, oh, don't so Google it. Okay, so if, this is going to edit out. All right. Let's let's say this: if if you're um, anybody in the public eye, and you do put your life out there, um, and something may be going on, and you get upset because of your personal life. And it slips out there or different stuff is shown. It's kind of something that you would want to keep private and not put out there on the internet for everybody to see. Um, whether you got hacked or you just got upset or whatever it may be. There is there is a, a lot of stress on a person whose life is out there for being someone in the spotlight or, or being uh, like that. That things do happen. I mean, everybody... Just because they play somebody on a movie or, you know, he, he portrays all these different positions in, in lots of stuff that we know and we geek out and fandom about. It's very hard for people to realize you're actually a real person and you have problems, too. Yeah. Kevin. So <laughs> he's you're Googling Google. it right now. He's, 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 not, he's not even listening to you, Ernie. Yeah. I know he's, he's not, not but I'm, I'm trying to play it out for the listeners at home. It was yeah. a very private yeah. moment, a private situation. And that would upset anybody, and I can get that. Yes. So, uh, you oh, know, I thought we were cutting this part out. That's why. Oh <laughs> no, I, I was. See, I we're going. We're going. Probate. He's filibustering to cover for you, <laughs> and you're like, "Oh, I thought <laughs> we're cutting this out." <laughs> Sorry, Andy. nice tap dancing. No one's ever going to hear it. So anyway, thanks. No, I, no, I thought the, the Google. Oh no, I don't think we need to cover it up. I mean, it happened. It's out there. You know. Yeah, I'm okay. saying don't Google it because. NSFW. Oh, okay. Got it. I will Google. It's for uh, your science folder, Kev. No, I don't want to watch that. Ray Park. Um, I mean, certainly, certainly the timing does. It, it plays out. 
from what you're saying about Ray Park, and this is yeah. sheer speculation on my part, but I mean, the story that I read Correct. as well from Variety or one of the, the, the main sort of news sources was, uh, you know, Obi-Wan Kenobi had uh, a different writer attached to it in, in the beginning, and they had a different set of stories. And then at a certain point, Kathleen Kennedy, they called a halt to it. And they said, we're going on a hiatus. You need to rewrite these scripts. And that's when all the speculations started happening. Ooh, there's trouble and this and that. They didn't like the scripts and and whatever. And the spin on it that I've read and I've heard, and I don't know the full story, like who does, uh, except for the, those involved. But from what Deb was saying in public was, you know, she took the, the, the scripts to Filoni and to uh, Favreau. And their big note was, make it bigger. It's got to be bigger. Make it more grand. You're thinking too small. And so that's when they started, that's when they reworked the entire the entire um, series and they made it granted. So originally, Darth Maul was supposed to play a larger role in that first round of scripts. And Ray Park was training again. Um, you know, they, 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 Solo had just premiered and he was in that Easter egg at the end. And he was going to be a major player in Solo 2, but Solo didn't do very well in the box office. And they decided not to make a sequel to it. And so all those things conspiring together made Darth Maul's character not a good fit in that original iteration of Obi-Wan. And so when they rewrote it, and that's why they bring in Anakin. And you know if I'm saying Anakin instead of Darth Vader, they're bringing in Anakin. There will be flashbacks. I hate to tell everybody this, but we're going to be on Tatooine and there's going to be some flashbacks with Kenobi. You can't help it, but they're going to be flashing back to the Clone Wars and whatnot. But this, as from what I'm able to gather in the in the, the newspapers, the trade papers, um, when they decided to go bigger and epic in scope, they got rid of the Maul character, that part. And that's when they brought in the Inquisitors and Darth Vader. And, and so they really went big with it. And if what you're saying is true, I don't follow Park's account, but if the timing... As a performer, if you're getting, I mean, he's older now too. And mm -hmm. so, and he's had injury problems and he's had self image problems as well. He's had fans go, Oh, you're old, you're fat, you can't do this anymore. He's a proud guy, right? Yeah. And, uh, you know, that if you're horrible. gearing up for what you believe is going to be a triumphant return for a character that you really feel passionate about, and suddenly you're cut from it and you are powerless to do anything about it. That's that is he is he that him venting his frustration of taking these Obi Wan things and ripping them up? Looks like it. The optics mm -hmm. don't look good on his part. But it's like what you say too. Like when you are in the public eye, and I can speak to this a little bit. Uh, when people are looking at you and they're they're going through your social accounts, uh, or or like just combing through everything for any kind of a hint of what you're doing or what your life is like or this or that, you know the 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 temptation if you're upset, can be there to vent and kind of go, you know what? I just got screwed and I want to let everybody know I got screwed. But the problem with that is it's bad for business for everyone involved. <laughs> nobody nobody mm -hmm. ever wins if you start dragging everybody through the mud and you start venting or this or that. When Kim's convenience ended, I was hurt. I was angry. I was devastated. But the last thing I wanted to do was drag the show through the mud. And so I had to exercise an incredible amount of restraint because I love the show too. That's why you're so upset about it. You love it. Mm -hmm. And you can tell Ray Park loves stars. He loved being Darth Maul. Yes. And so 
different people, different pressures, different way of reacting. He, unfortunately, if whether he got hacked or he chose to to respond in that way and leave it at such, social media just takes a gigantic microscope and a magnifying glass to everything. And you have to be super careful. So that's why for me, on all my socials, I'm super careful with what I post. And I try to just stay at it, just try to keep it as positive as possible. I pump mm. my friends, I pump things that I like, things that bring me joy. And I just try to focus on that. And just, you know, you can't, you can't sink down and get dirty. And like, mm. I understand, I understand the impulse to do so. Because when you're pissed and you have a platform and you have people looking at you and going, oh, you, you feel like, oh, I want to use this to just sort of see, let everybody know how, how unfairly treated I feel I've been, right? And so I, I can totally see that. And, you know, a lot of it too is when you feel powerless, you try to, you try to find a voice for yourself. And that's, I think that's what he tried to do. He's trying to find a voice for himself to show how frustrated he is. And then I think he had to get reeled back from that because at the end of the day, you feel good for maybe five seconds. And then the repercussions and the consequences of whatever actions you decide, especially if you want to make it public, come to light. So, mm -hmm. you know, that, that's, that's the unfortunate part of this business, too. And that's why I, I always take, try to, you never take things for granted in this business. What you do and stuff, you always try to stay in the moment. And I never try to look too far ahead of things because it is a business and things change sometimes. And it's all out of your control a lot of times. So it, it, it's that whole idea of just sort of trying to stay in that moment and try not to look too far ahead uh, of things. But I, I understand how bitterly disappointed he must have been if, if he was supposed to be in that original draft and then suddenly he was cut and he was told yeah. for whatever reason, like that's got to be heartbreaking. So absolutely. I asked if he was okay. Like I wrote on there, and I'm like, you know, hey, are yeah. things cool? And then I also wrote, do you have any extras of those? Because I never got yeah. them. Because instead of destroying them, once you yeah, yeah, I was like, oh, I never got those. It, it does make me feel bad for him too, because I feel like he must not like. To me, it feels like he doesn't have a solid group of people around him to yeah. be like, hey, maybe you shouldn't do that. Because you know, I've totally, I mean, not at the same level, but I've been there too, where. I've, I've wanted to go on social and see some things at yeah. a couple points in my life. Oh my gosh. But, um, you know, I know yeah. it wouldn't be worth it in the long run. And I, you know, it's just having yeah. the people around you to remind you of like, what is that really going to accomplish if you do that? Right. And, and then the, the time later, nobody's yeah. ever going to understand ever. Like Paul yeah. said with the microscope, nobody's ever going to understand the, that was a bad time in my life. Yeah. I, I was going to. You're going to end stuff. up looking like the idiot, you know, in the Correct. long run. Correct. Yeah. yeah. They don't, they yeah. don't even want to hear that. Even yeah. if they just like had a two-year relationship with you or whatever, that that's the Yoko they know now. And you're like, yeah. man, you don't even know what happened five years ago. Like that was insane. Yeah. And they don't care. Instead, yeah. I was like, wow, yeah. you said that? Yeah. Or wow, you did that. And that's that's what really sucks. Yeah. And 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 you're right. But I hope that he he really hasn't cut his Disney ties because there's so much open for mall to do stuff. Like I want to see a mall and and Kira. I want to see their their whole gangster yeah. side of it. Continue and that story. What, mm -hmm. Yeah, which we could get. I mean, look at everything that we're getting now. I, I don't I, think I, I really yeah, hope we got Boba Fett. So I mean, yeah, <laughs> right? anything is possible, huh, Paul? <laughs> can, you imagine, but can you imagine like 
and this is being completely facetious, but I sent you all the the pic of like Darth Maul's feet with the with the lightsaber coming out of the torso. So like the bottom half of Maul lived <laughs> and continues to search for for, for Obi Wan. Can you imagine <laughs> that? Like just to spite him, it's like here he's back. It's the bottom half of Darth Maul, and he's yeah. just running around with that lightsaber. And he makes That's a right. he makes a gang with uh, Luke's hand and Mace's hand. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's the that's the whole crew. I, I do love Maul. Maul is my favorite baddie, Star Wars baddie. Um, I could just remembered. I totally saw Ray Park at a convention before I had seen a Star Wars, and he was doing his little lightsaber tricks, and I was like, "Whoa, that's pretty cool." Just <laughs> call it dude. little lightsaber tricks. That is so condescending. My goodness. Yeah, I mean, you know, I love when my he does it at the time He's before awesome. I had seen Star Wars. I, uh, I love when he does it. And when you see him standing in a crowd and you see like that kid or the adult with his double bladed lightsaber and he's standing there, it's like, please, please grab it. Please grab it. And he'll take it. And then he goes into his whole routine. Yeah. You're like, no, it's yes. cool. yeah, yeah. It, it was cool to see even without having any Star Wars knowledge in my head at the time. Oh, that's when you saw it. Yeah. No, no wonder. <laughs> Yoko oh. was like, is that his umbrella? What is he doing? <laughs> What is he twirling around? <laughs> yeah, I didn't hear about any of this Kenobi, or sorry, Darth Maul stuff, which is, uh, hearing mm -hmm. it now, it, it kind of sucks because, you know, it's a great character. He only got to play Darth Maul in, in the first movie, and it, was, it seems very limited. And then and, since then, they've expanded. Oh, sorry. Yeah, and, 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 so and, he never even, and But he never even got to do the voice. In, right. Uh, yes. Antimatic. That's not even his voice. Peter Serafinowitz. Right. But he, like you said, he he seemed to be really invested in Darth Maul. Um, I I did line up for his uh, his autograph at a convention here in Toronto one time, and he was super cool. Spent his time with everybody. Like mm -hmm. Ernie said, he saw a dual bladed lightsaber. He'll come out from behind the table, yeah. do some moves, and it's and then uh, I was in line, and then these people they're like oh you got to come and you you know you already signed on to do these autographs and i heard him go but these people have been waiting in line for so long they're waiting for me it's like but you have this other event so he came out and then he's like hey i i have this other thing i have to do uh, another commitment but i promise i'll be back i know you guys have been waiting here a long time he saw me because i was wearing a punisher t-shirt he pointed at me he's like i know this guy's been here for a long time and then he came around and then he he touched my arm and then I still haven't washed that arm to this day, but he's just, you know, he's very considerate of the fans and, you know, the characters. He's like Mr. He eBay. <laughs> Mr. eBay. <laughs> and even though he's going to go sell the signature, I'm still going to do it. Yeah, it was awesome. So Hamill told me all about you. Yeah. <laughs> they, ha they have their own little Discord, all the Star Wars actors. Uh, Paul, you can turn true? off your uh, camera, Paul, <laughs> for your poker face. You don't have to say anything about that Discord. Um, they, they actually do. <laughs> they actually do. Awesome. And I think this ties mm -hmm. into uh, what we want to get into next as the lead into the Kenobi series, the countdown to Kenobi. Because if Maul was on, mm. um, he was in Star Wars Rebels. And I have it in my notes here. Season 3, Episode 20. And he, Darth Maul after searching through uh, some Sith holocrons with Ezra, he's able to locate Kenobi. And in that episode, he, he goes through a whole journey and he, and he's searching for, for Kenobi and he doesn't 
he thinks Kenobi is the key to bringing balance, whatever it may be. And then he deduces while he's facing off. He's like, oh, why would you even choose a place like this? This terrible, terrible, boring old planet. Unless you're guarding something or some or someone. And it, he kind of deduces mm-hmm. what's going on. So I, I would be curious as to how you could work that into uh, a Kenobi series that takes place prior to that episode of Rebels. Unless they, I don't know, flashbacks or they meet somewhere else. Because... Well- the thing is, though, with Kenobi, that takes place before the events in Rebels. Right. Right? So, yeah. I mean, because the speculation was that the Kenobi television series takes place a year after the events in Solo. Right? Oh, really? A year yeah. after? It's a year after. It's 9 mm. BBY. So that's a a before the Battle of Yavin. So if you look at it, Solo takes place. So I, I think it's 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 ten BBY, right? And so that's that's the thing. So Maul is still around, and he's at sort mm-hmm. of the, the the height of his powers mm-hmm. uh, in terms of the the being keep, in that timeline. Keeps messing with my head. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's yeah. real hard he, right now. <laughs> yeah, that's and that's the thing because it's like uh, so he fits in there like that. Yeah. He's he's still alive. He He's still, still very alive. spry. Uh, oh, we're totally going to see him still. <laughs> well, I, and that's the thing. We might. It might be the greatest con mm-hmm. in the history of cons. Yeah. Um, you know, in, in terms of suddenly Ray Park no. shows up. He's like, surprise, surprise, motherfuckers. And <laughs> yeah. He's like, eh. Um, yeah. And we're going to so love it still, still. Yeah, it still might happen. <laughs> Christopher Lloyd being leaked as being on the cast of The Mandalorian. It's all smoke screens. Diversionary tactics. Everybody's yeah. like... You know, like, oh, and then all of a sudden it's like, boom, there he is. So, but it makes, like, it's it fits within the timeline. And they're already, I saw an article as well where they, you know, Kathleen Kennedy was quoted saying, it's time to have a discussion. We know Kenobi was supposed to be a one-off, but there's talk of a season two of Kenobi. Right? What? So, don't, yes. don't tease us like that? that? There, was, there was an article Wow. Uh, in one of the trade papers, we're like, yeah, we, we, I mean, we have to start having discussion. This discussion now might be a short discussion, but they're they're having a discussion about the possibility of a Kenobi season two. That's so awesome. But right? Because, so, okay, so as we talk timelines, there's so much yeah. space in between where it could be a whole yeah. one-off of a whole different story. Yeah. And just like, like Yoko saying is, I wish we had that too. Because there is so much in between. I mean, from Clone Wars right. to Rebels to Mando to everything of, okay, this goes here. This goes here. This is oh, here. timeline? Yeah. Yes. I need yeah. a visual timeline. I would say yes. I would save it as I, my desktop background. Just to I, it there I also do with all of yeah. this that were has come out now, which mm-hmm. is great. Because now, you know, as, as all the Disney Plus stuff is, and then those comics kind of fit in there too, right? As far as story like that that's where um black chrysanthemum yes thank you you know he <laughs> like was in the comics yeah <laughs> no because yeah because uh, yeah, you know in obi-wan clash correct he fight, that yes way. that's how black chrysanthemum yeah. gets that scar yes mm-hmm. and, and so that's what i'm saying is you know important keys of, of i wish disney had or starwars.com or something had a running timeline like key points of you know here it is Obi-Wan fights him, get a scar, but you've also seen him, you know, book a boba and you can like just see all these key points of, wow, okay, they, that's I mean, our timeline. 
I'm guessing they should have one on Wikipedia already if they don't already have one. Someone has it. Yeah, actual time. Like, yeah, someone's done the math. Yeah. And they, they've done it out because I know I've seen it. I've been watching, you know, you, you, you go through YouTube and it's like 500 million little things you might have missed in the, the teaser trailer for Obi-Wan. <laughs> All right. So what is it? This, this note that they played, it's like, yes, notes are in music. I get it. Like, come on. You know, this note has been used in many other Star Wars. You know, that note's been played in all these songs. It's not just Star Wars specific, but things like that. Yeah. But one of the things like, and they reach, some of these videos are reached. It's like, oh, there's a bit of brown fur here. Could it be Chewbacca? And then for every <laughs> like, sort of misguided thing, you get a nugget of, of knowledge. Like them saying, oh, this could be Chewbacca because this takes place a year after the events in Solo. But he would be off with Han Solo. He wouldn't be on this planet type thing. But you get little nuggets of information just sort of accidentally through all the other things that they're trying to dig for. Mm-hmm. How about but, the ones uh, making videos that don't know Star Wars but oh, want to jump bad. on the hype train? And then so, like, could Kenobi die in this series? Don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Stay well, tuned. 500 facts from a minute 40 trailer doesn't seem right. that far-fetched whereas we've done a two-hour stream <laughs> for that same teaser so you know <laughs> when when you said like 500 facts about kenobi and your reaction was like all right I was like, yeah okay i'll click this i'll give it a look <laughs> yeah okay yeah where even paul had to go he's like you guys are going too long my friends are here we're only 20 <laughs> seconds in <laughs> i have to go <laughs> yes yeah. that's us that is definitely us. We, we mentioned comics also. There's another mm-hmm. issue of uh, Star Wars. The 2020 run, issue 7, Luke Skywalker returns to Kenobi's little hermit hut and finds, uh, I think, like a treasure chest almost with uh, Obi-Wan's. Chonies. Chonies. That and his his uh, his journal. And he, talking about... Talking about chonies. Yeah. Written on a pair of chonies. Um, Hieroglyphics almost. But it it documents some of Obi-Wan's time on Tatooine as he was overlooking and and protecting Luke on the planet. Uh, Some of his adventures, his interactions with Uncle Owen, um, some local Mm -hmm. thugs that worked for Jabba the Hutt. I think it was cool because it's Luke reading about somebody who was watching him over him like his entire life he's mm-hmm. it's like oh he's protecting me in this journal mm-hmm. and then he's reading uh ben's journal and, and some of the adventures that goes on i'm wondering if that kind of ties in or if there's going to be any callbacks to that to the show but those are those are some of the things that um you can kind of look into if you're if you're excited for the show yoko also mentioned uh a book yeah, I had started reading um, Master and Apprentice, which is, you know, the story of young Obi-Wan with Qui-Gon. And I just I had just started it. Oh my gosh, it was like around around Christmas time I had started it and then I never went back to it. So I gotta I think I'm I might as well start over at this point. Um, but it seems like it seems like I think there might be some nuggets in there that will carry on over into this show. So I'm gonna go back. Because we're definitely back. speculating Qui-Gon to show up too, right? Yes, for sure. Uh, again, yeah. so much, yeah, so much hype we're building again mm-hmm. on this small little teaser trailer. Yeah. It's Qui-Gon. like Qui Gon's got to be in that cave. He has yeah. to. He's got to speak to Obi Wan through the Force and teach him how to turn himself yeah. into a, a Force ghost when he dies. Yeah. Well, because that's how. I mean, 
in in episode three, Yoda literally says to him, mm-hmm. you know, teach you I will to, to speak to Qui- Qui-Gon has found mastered the, the road to immortality. So I'm going to teach you how to talk to him. It makes sense. It makes sense. It's a way of bringing back Qui-Gon. I think um, uh, Liam Neeson has been loosely associated uh, associated with the show. I mean, it was like way back, um, like months and months ago. People were saying, oh, you know, Liam Neeson, he's attached in some way. And then they, that sort of died out really quick. But Yeah. To go along with that one, too, I mean, did, did you hear about the uh, Samuel L. Jackson interview <laughs> that went on this week, too, yeah. where he's straight? But that was great because that wasn't a rumor or nothing. You got it recorded and him saying, so <laughs> I want back in. Who's going to let me do it? That was <laughs> awesome. Yeah. He, he said that uh, he was being interviewed and he said, uh, you know, I, I've worked with uh, – Bryce Dallas Howard and uh, I, I kind of already reached out to her. If she's doing Mando episodes, like I'm ready to go. Put me in, coach. <laughs> and he even said, "I'll I'll, I'll learn how to uh, fight, do a saber duel with left handed." And that was yeah, it was great, dude. I mean, he literally called it out. Like, please, can can we can we make this happen? I would love to see that older Mace Windu scars all over, you know, one hand. Uh, that would be fantastic. And I thought didn't he get for, both for, of his hands cut off? Sorry, wasn't it what? I thought I thought he got both of his hands cut off. No, well, they can it, join it the party with Maul's legs. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't it just the one when he was about to strike the emperor? It was just one. He he had it up. Oh yeah, and then he, yes. yeah, I think the it was one. Him out of the, with the electrical. Mm. Uh, you know what? I'm thinking of uh, Count Dooku. Dooku mm. had both of his hands cut off. Yeah, yeah, Dooku was oh, and oh, his oh, head. Oh, oh. Yeah, and then his and head. his head. Yeah. Oh, there's there's the torso. Uh, oh, another one? Oh, yeah. Dude. We Frankenstein, Frankenstein all those pieces together. Yeah. Oh um, my yeah, we could have a whole person, right? <laughs> Dooku's top. There's there's a bunch of arms, yeah, you know, available. Yeah. That's awesome. If someone made a build a figure, <laughs> I would probably uh chase those pieces to build Frankenstein Jedi Sith character. Back to back to Maul real quick. I think for a split for a split second too during the Book of Boba Fett, some people were expecting, were kind of anticipating he would show up too. If there was a no wait, no, he's already gone. Maul's already gone at that time. Yeah, that's why there, we're waiting you know, for Kira because she should have taken over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Which I thought oh, it's Crimson a real Maul. shame that we got the tease of him at the end of solo and nothing mm-hmm. else came from that. And Paul, you mentioned, you know, the, if the movie didn't do that great, they're kind of like, okay, we're going to, we're going to kind of shy away from that for a little bit. It's like, just, we want that story, which is so sad. Cause it can, solo it'll make you so some great. money. It'll make you some money. It may not make you huge profits, but there are people who are going to, we're getting that. it. Aren't we like, cause she's going to be in her own series. Didn't Supposed- announce that? That was, I mean, but Lando was announced too. So mm-hmm. we, we there, there's still a lot that was talked about mm-hmm. that we haven't got yet. I mean, so yeah. basically what we know. Here. <laughs> yeah. But I, well, no, no, no. Isn't it two? Wasn't all that two years that they ago? Annou- Kira's, the, the announcement about Kira's own show was in the last year. Like, I don't think it's even been a year. Oh, really? Yeah. I thought that was with everything else. I feel like that was like three months ago. Oh. Okay. No, I, I thought that was at the beginning oh, as well. <laughs> and there's Lando and everything. Yeah, uh-huh. the whole bunch. 
But there was also a show called Ranger of the New Republic that was supposed to be on. Tell us more. And yeah. So sometimes shows don't happen. So yeah. Usually yeah. I try not to pay attention until it's like it's starting filming and it's in the works because people can have plans to to have a certain story or thing, but then mm -hmm. depending, you know, multiple factors until it starts going into production and whatnot then it's then it seems really real and you can you can kind of bank on it or sometimes it starts shooting and you have no idea it's even been in production until like set photos get leaked like for andor i mean mm -hmm. yes. totally forgot oh right andor like people still forget andor is i mean i think they've been renewed for a have they been renewed no i'm thinking star trek but i mean because i filmed in england Right. right and so no uh -huh. they just because they, they just made a, another big announcement. sorry I'm, I'm you know sacrilege i'm talking about star trek <laughs> but they they announced uh for strange new worlds uh which is this the star trek spinoff with you know the enterprise with captain pike in command uh that is hasn't even aired yet season one hasn't even started they're still shooting they're shooting season two in toronto right now and they announced that the the, the casting of captain james t kirk for that and like the oh. first season of the show hasn't been that hasn't even aired and then they just announced in season two you're gonna have this guy's gonna be playing kirk so I, that's that's an interesting thing but uh i think for andor getting back to the original point like everybody forgot at least mm -hmm. north america that oh yeah shit there's there's like there's a whole other series that takes place before rogue one right so the how's that for mind fuck in terms of the, uh, right. the timeline um and it's it's a pre it's like post clone wars but pre pre-episode four right so it's it's in that gap again between episode three and episode four and it's the beginnings of like um you know cassian andor's story and like his backstory is he fought for the separatists against the galactic republic and so from a certain point of view you look at it and you go oh he's on the bad guy side it's like no 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 he was like the separates separatists were actually the good guys because mm -hmm. the, the galactic republic becomes the galactic empire and that's how like how really truly messed up um some of these situations are now and how heartbreaking it is too yeah because you know you look at the clones they're the heroes they, these were the good guys and then you kind of go yeah, were they were they right. at the end were they all duped and like the the sand shift and all of a sudden it's like no they're the good guys when they won maybe they were the good guys but then they became the bad guys really quickly um and and that's the thing but you forget because it's out of sight out of mind you have an entire series. There's that other one, Acolyte. Isn't that supposed to be shooting? They've got a cast. He must be shooting somewhere, right? I don't so, know, Paul. That's the thing. You don't know, right? <laughs> you saw the Tano show. You don't know. I didn't right. even know I was on Book of Boba Fett. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so the wardrobe fitting. I thought I was doing Mandalorian season three. <laughs> so it's it's all that stuff that it, you you just. Between the secrecy and this, the sheer volume of stuff being shot, uh, it's it's impossible almost to say what's being filmed, what right. you're even going to be on. So I don't <laughs> yeah. I don't blame I don't blame what's her face for forgetting that she was in a movie. What's her name? What Gwyneth? Uh, Gwyneth. Yeah. Right. Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah. Like, I, I don't blame her because. Because of all the secrecy, you just show up. And you're like, I'm playing this one character. I have no idea which movie this character's in, but okay. And then you do it because you have to sign NDA after NDA. You don't get the, you don't get the full script. You don't get the, 
anything except for your sides. You shoot it and you're gone. So, and then if, you're, if you don't watch the whole thing, then you're not going to know. <laughs> that's interesting about uh, the Andor show that it's not filmed here. Is there less focus on it in media or paparazzi? Like it's they don't see that. Yeah, the, I think the so. Involved. That I think in true. the U in the UK. They're not as I mean, there's a there's a huge contingent of like Star Wars fans in the UK, but I mean, they're paparazzi. They're so they're busy chasing after the royal family or uh, other younger paparazzi. They don't honestly they they don't care as much about a Star Wars that's being shot there. I mean, obviously they do because there were some set photos that were leaked like right, right. away. So somebody knows the value of, of doing some of the things. And I know like the property <laughs> community was like on fire because they showed, you know, pictures of this, the new short blaster that the short troopers had all of a sudden. So all these Facebook groups that I'm part of, like these cosplay groups were like rejoicing and going, Oh my God, we've got still images about all this stuff. And so, you know, it's there, but it's not to the same level as it is in the U S like shooting. A couple <laughs> and hours in LA. Those photos came from somebody visiting on vacation from the U S <laughs> so I didn't got leave, I, was, so. I was gonna say like with travel restrictions that's like that's probably you know helped keep the fanboys and their cameras over here <laughs> yeah true yeah. true yeah none of that covid restrictions you are like sets are locked yeah. down even tighter yeah. now yeah. because there's just you got to be careful because if covid spreads the sh production shuts down and they mm -hmm. won't have that so there's no visitors everybody's vetted like just for not just you, you have to have passes because you're restricted. Even crew is restricted to certain areas on set just for COVID reasons, right? And so everything's clamped down, so it's a little bit harder. Um, but you still have, you know, dudes with the telephoto so, lenses from like two miles away yeah. taking pictures off of rooftops. Of, so, Polly, are walking. you trying to tell us you can't have bring your podcast to work day? <laughs> I yeah. tried that. John said no. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> John said right. no. That's fine. I have an Uber some... Eats. I have an Uber Eats delivery for a Paul Lee. Uh, <laughs> can can I walk in, please? Can I go through? <laughs> Thank you. They'll know it's not him when you show up with a churro flavored boba tea. Okay? <laughs> They're like, this guy is paparazzi. No one All on my planet flavored drinks. Yeah. Them. What Come is on. that? That's not right. I don't. There's there's Ernie once again getting tackled. <laughs> a bunch of people. <laughs> Sorry, I need to get my massage ball because my shoulder's killing me. Just give me yeah. a second. Go for it. You see that, right? It's his shoulder. So confirm yeah. Carson Teva lightsaber fight. Oh, Mando season three. <laughs> Look at it. It's confirmed right now. Paul's like, so glad I'm not on camera right now. And, and like it too. Green ball. Okay, so you have a green kyber crystal. I got. I. Totally hear what you're putting down, Paul, and I'm picking it up. I got you. What do we say about social media and that microscope, Ernie? <laughs> <laughs> My shoulder's not sore because Mandalorian was like months ago. I'm, I'm shooting another show now called Avatar. Mm -hmm. In my head, it's always Star Wars. <laughs> Should we talk uh -huh. a little Avatar? I mean, we are, you know, it's Star oh. Wars. It's yeah, because I can't culture. get into trouble with one franchise enough. Let's right, that <laughs> that's what I was thinking too. That's good. That's it's good. not even out yet. Is that, that's that's another <laughs> that's another fan base that's combing through my socials, like with a with yeah. the oh yeah, 
There you go. So, but it's weird though, because people go, "That's you," and it's like it's not me though. It's like a an animated <laughs> version of a character that I'm going to be playing the live version of, but it's not me. Yeah. What the new it's toy? A, yeah, that's not me. Right. Oh, well, they're and they're yeah. trying to say that's already yours. No, that's no, but they're fans who are saying, "Oh my god, that's you." It's like, how do you feel? Yeah. It's like, but it's not me. It's yeah, that's exactly. the animated guy, right? So yes, right. Know, it's you'd have to have the McFarland Netflix figure, exactly. right? Yeah, because right? that costume is not correct. To the oh, version, right. It's close. I'll, I'll talk to Daddy but Mac. I'll see what he can do. <laughs> Yoko, are you? Uh, you know, as the people who generally are the ones who haven't seen something that we talk about. Have you seen all of Avatar? I have not seen any of it. Any? Oh, okay. I'm ahead of you. Yeah. So you're going to have to Do watch Do I the need entire... to see it before I watch Paul's show? You need to watch the Paul's entire show. series before next week. What are you watching? Because well, I've never seen happen. Avatar. I got a busy week. <laughs> you know, I, I, I would say I don't think you need to. But I think if you want, it, it's sort of like saying, well, you know, you don't really need to see Rebels uh, if to enjoy uh, Obi-Wan, right? Mm. You won't, you'll get deeper cuts if you do see it. Yeah. No, you, you, need, you need to see Rebels. Right. <laughs> so all, all, all I'm saying is, but you don't really, because yeah. my wife will watch it. She'll, Anna will watch Obi-Wan mm. and she'll, she'll, she'll enjoy it. Right. But you, you get more from it if you, if, if you, if you've already seen Rebels or you rewatch Webbles, Webbles. If you rewatch Webbles, <laughs> you'll you just you get those deeper cuts. And so with Avatar, uh, I think the fans who watch who've seen the series, first of all, like they 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 rival Star Wars fans in terms of like attention to detail. I mean that they're they're it's a great fan base. Mm-hmm. Um and they're hungry. They're hungry for for anything just because they haven't seen in their eyes a proper adaptation of the series yet. Uh, but I think that speaks to the strength of the series. So if you're a fan <laughs> of animated shows, if you're a fan of good storytelling, character development, watch it. I'd say, you know, you're not going to lose anything by watching it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in fact, you'll get a lot of like really, really cool nods to the, the the actual series itself the live action series um uses the animated series as a jumping off point but we're not doing an episode for episode remake of the storylines obviously awesome. because it, it is an adaptation there's going to be differences but the mm-hmm. spirit of the characters we're trying to tra- stay really true to that and we're trying to do uh those characters justice uh for the fans as well because there's a set of there's a set of expectations like with Obi-Wan, like with Boba Fett, you've got a legion of fans who who expect a certain level and uh, we hope to deliver on that and I think we will based on what I've seen and what I've done. I think it's cool and I think if you've watched if you watch the series, um, you'll appreciate it and you'll see the attention the detail that's been put into it and the hard work on it so what, when when is there is there a, a anticipated timing for your show yet? I have no idea. I have okay. no idea. I mean, like, what how, many, you... how much time do I have? <laughs> yeah, I'd say, you know, I'd say you have at least till the end of the year. Okay. Like, because if you think about it, just on a, and I'm going to use Mandalorian season two as a timeline, and this is pre pandemic, yeah. mind you, uh, or it's just before the pandemic hit. Like, mm-hmm. I was shooting, I shot my, I finished shooting just about three weeks before the pandemic hit. 
so like hitting full force. So like they finished shooting at the end of March for an eight episode uh, arc, and it came out in October. So you're thinking March, April, May, June, July, August, September, October. <laughs> so you really got a five months, right? Eight months. Sorry, math. Those fingers tripped you up for a second. They did. Because I'm like, why aren't you using both hands? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, both hands. So, what happened? But you're looking at about eight months. Yeah. And that's that's quickest, quickest, quickest sort of thing. And that's, for I me, it's like, that. that's pure ass speculation, too, because it might, they might air it next next year. Yeah. Even. Yeah. You never no, that know. makes sense. So that is good. That is good quick math. Ernie, are you are you uh, a fan of Avatar as well? No, I need to watch it. Oh, yeah, I, I I'm ahead I, of. That's why I raised my hand with Yoko is because I I I also need to get into it and watch it. Mm-hmm. So what is it on? Is it uh, yeah, on Netflix? Netflix, right on Netflix. Now? It's all on Netflix. Okay. Netflix, okay. and they're like the twenty-two minute episodes. It's like twenty-two episodes per season. Okay, three seasons, about twenty episodes a season. Yeah, um, it goes by quick. I mean, again, it, it premiered on Nickelodeon in like 2005. Yeah. It's for it, it. It was originally for a younger audience. So book one, which is season one, it's a little bit, you know, some of you kind of like, OK, it's for kids. But book two and three, it gets re- it matures up really fast. Yeah. yeah. Um, and like there is a rabid fan base who are like, correct, who firmly believe that is the best in terms of character journeys mm-hmm. and story arcs. Um, that they've ever seen and have ever experienced, yeah. and they will fight you tooth and nail uh, on that. And I, you know, I, I see where they're coming from. I don't necessarily agree, but I think it's this strong storylines in it, and very uh, surprisingly deep and emotional for for an animated series. Yeah, like it's 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 pretty cool. It's pretty cool. So I, I understand yeah. why people get really invested. No. I'm sure I'll watch it and I'll and love it and get obsessed with it and start a podcast <laughs> and forget everybody else. Right, I'm I'm totally excited about it. I am too to to get into it. So that that's awesome. I love animated stuff from all aspects. Although I I don't do anime stuff. You can't um, say that. You cannot say that. You can't say you love all animated stuff and you don't like anime because you're just contradicting yourself. I, I, I didn't no, say no, I don't no, like no anime. Sense. I just, I you can't. You cannot say that. That's like saying. The kids watch it all the time and I'm like, why is the, why are these people fighting on a train, killing, and then they stop to eat and then like nothing makes sense what to me when they're when watching it. people say, oh, I'm not going to watch Clone Wars and Rebels because I don't like animated shows. What's your response no. to that? No, I've I've tried to watch different anime ones, and it's, I just I can't connect with them. It's it's too crazy. Is it because too you have much to read, or no, are you no. not even watching it? So. No, I I love it. I always have subtitles on. I'm that guy now. Yeah, so I I don't I don't know. I can't fully get into all the all the different weird stuff that's going on. To me, I'm like, what are you guys watching all the time? I like my animated shows you know my favorite was batman the animated series like i love that that was coming home after school turning that on you know getting your hot pocket starting your homework and batman was on like to me that batman is like part of my batman fandom like for reals you know from growing up with the adam west stuff and then you got 
Batman the Animated Series, which was just beautiful, introduces Harley Quinn. And then speaking of that now, now you have a Harley Quinn show. I freaking love Harley Quinn. If you guys haven't watched that, like I highly recommend that. That show is just because it's animated. It is, but it, it's it's great. You know what anime is short for, Ernie? Animation? Yeah. Is it? I don't know. I can't. And then, you know, the guys on the other show, especially, you know, Toy Migos, they're fully all into it. Well, like Chamba and Chaney and everybody, Adam, everybody. And they're like, you have to watch this. And I've tried a couple and I'm just like, oh, I can't. I can't. I can't. I don't know what is going on. Someone has to animate that stuff, Ernie. It's not another magical fairy that takes care of <laughs> all the stuff. And the whole seasons just come out. And the whole story just <laughs> drops and everything. So you like the simplicity of the North American style of, yeah. of animated yeah. storytelling. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I did. You know, I knew Yosemite Sam was after Bugs Bunny. Good guy, bad guy. That's it. Wiley Coyote was never going to grab Roadrunner ever. Okay. I got that. Tom hates Jerry. Jerry just wants to be friends. I get it. You know, Jerry. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa! Jerry didn't just ever just want to be friends. Jerry was an antagonistic <laughs> little prick. Let's get this straight. Okay? <laughs> yeah, don't act like he's all innocent and all yeah, this. He's, he's no I, I, he was like the the Jerry that I knew was a little prick, and that's what made it fun. That's what made it fun. Not, I'm just talking about the 70s I, version of Tom and Jerry. I'm talking old school 1940s racist like Tom and Jerry <laughs> with the awesome animation where Jerry was, the was racist a racist version? Was that? There's oh, a racist dude. version? Oh, yeah. Like the very beginning of Tom and Jerry. Uh, and if you buy it on the blue on Blu-ray or the, the remastered version, they actually have Whoopi Goldberg. Uh, she's got an introduction where she talks about the racist oh. elements of the show and she says hey you know we've kept them we haven't edited them we've kept in the racist elements because to erase them makes it so that we we pretend it never existed but it did exist and it mm -hmm. has to be acknowledged and there has to be conversations about it so we're leaving it in here so you have those conversations about it but make no bones it is racist through and through the, the owner of Tom and Jerry was a black woman who was a maid and all you ever saw were the bottom parts yep. of her legs like big thick uh -huh. legs like with the this and she spoke with that thomas that yes. that horribly racist voice and she mm -hmm. used to womp thomas with the with the bro, uh with the broom and stuff like that mm -hmm. but that was you know that was the style of the time uh mm -hmm. that was a comedic character that they left in but tom and jerry back in like i love the animation style the way they were drawn for me that was it, it's like the it's like the peanuts Right with this style from the fifties, like mm -hmm. that look, that's the that's the style that I grew up watching, and so for me, that's that's the original, that's the OG, um, that's the proper version of it, right? And so for Tom and Jerry, if you look at the the, the just the the style of of drawing, it's so much more detailed, and there's just so much more character in the earlier iterations of Tom and Jerry from the forties and fifties than from this. I hate the way they draw Tom and Jerry in the seventies. Like when I grew up watching like the modern Tom and Jerry look like garbage to me. Um, this, like, I like that stuff and the storylines I like better because they were, um, you know, it did just more interesting uh, in my mind. I mean, and Jerry wasn't this angel. He was, 
he was a dick. <laughs> he would go around and he would antagonize the fuck out of Tom. And Tom would go, ah, and then he would drive him nuts, which is what made it that much more fun because they were both assholes to each other, right? <laughs> made him Whereas to get caused like, to get oh, beat by that broom. Yeah. And it's just like, yes. oh, you know, it's poor Jerry. And there were times where, yeah, Jerry was just, he's getting picked on because he was a mouse. Right. There, there were absolutely stories like that. But there were also stories where Tom was just trying to take a fucking nap and Jerry, you know, put fucking <laughs> mouth traps in the milk and fucking like totally set him up to fail. So, there, there, you know, there's that element there, too. But like, yeah, you, you back off on Jerry probate. <laughs> you back off. All right. All right. Yeah. I can't Tom even know what talking about Tom, I know Tom and Jerry discussion was not on my bingo card for this. No, evening. it was not. <laughs> that that is that is a cartoon that is very near. I would watch like when you mentioned Bugs Bunny too. Same thing. The earlier Bugs Bunnies were way better than the later mm -hmm. ones, right? Like that. For yeah. my money, it's just like the it was. It had more teeth to it. Mm -hmm. um, once we got to the seventies, everything kind of got watered down a little bit too much. Correct. And it was just like, eh. you know, it's like. Roadrunner and Wiley e. Coyote, they edit it now so that you don't see the shit blow up in Wiley e. Coyote's face. You don't see right. him get shot in the face with a shotgun because right. it's a trap that backfired yeah. on him. They sh they'll show the they'll they'll show the aftermath, but they won't show the actual yeah. him shooting himself in the face type thing. And like when I was a kid, it's like I would never shoot myself in the face. You would never do that. Because even as a kid, you know that's stupid mm -hmm. but for whatever reason it's like oh no we gotta sanitize it make because sure one kid did it, it. <laughs> exactly yeah. so we, right we gotta do it because one dumbass ruined it for yeah. all of us right see and that's so. that's how i grew up with it the same way you know uh, weekend cartoons you know it wasn't yeah. like a daily it was like channel mm -hmm. nine or before a movie was on and yep. like that um the best uh, to my memories of those tom and jerry or those old looney tunes was at pizza parlors there was always right. like a, a big screen shown above, you know, everybody eating and everything and arcade games over here like that. And those classic cartoons were always yeah. being shown. And it was yeah. it was great. I mean, that was pizza, video games, running around with your friends and those classic cartoons, Woody Woodpecker, mm -hmm. uh, Popeye and everything like that. It was all it was all different times beforehand. And then, like you're saying, then it gets switched because. I didn't know that Looney Tunes came back and I actually watched one and maybe like a few years ago, I guess yeah. they tried to restart Looney Tunes and I was like, just, ha. Ah. And as a kid watching, even now as an adult, you watch this, you're like, you crack up, ah, dumbass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. And you, you loved it. And now you're right. It, it's, yeah. it's so sugar coated. Yeah. And it's like, okay. Like I know what should happen because I've seen it before, yeah. but yeah, you know, that's, it's pretty funny. I have to well, say, as a dumbass, I take offense to this. I would not point a shotgun to my face. All right. <laughs> it's because of you. Because of me, that cartoons changed, and I haven't even seen them yet. Oh, speaking of haven't seen, haven't, I think this is a good segue. This is a to, great uh, segue. Nice yeah, I, about, I, I, I talk love about, that. Let's talk about the homework one. assignment. What yeah. was the homework assignment? Which movie was it this week? Was it The, the, the Thing? The Thing. Yeah. And so now, for, for proper thang? context. The Thang, yeah, the southern version of it, the Thang. Just like the, the French version of it is Sa. So we're <laughs> going to go, we're going to be talking about this. So we, we have this segment now where basically yo, uh, a couple of the uh, couple of members of uh, the panel, this esteemed panel, are challenged to watch a movie that we, you know, a lot of us would assume that we've already seen. Uh, and we challenge them to watch this movie, um, one movie a week, 
and see if it holds up. And it's usually a classic movie that's a little bit older. Uh, it's not a contemporary movie, but uh, something. And this all came about one time when we were talking about movies. And I had assumed that the two of you, that everybody had seen the thing. And then it came out that Yoko hadn't seen it and Kevin hadn't seen it. And I called them dumbasses. <laughs> and uh, so it became this this beautiful thing this beautiful thing where they watch the movie beautiful and we we see if it holds up and i have to say ernie you're part of this too uh when when you guys were both when the two of you were both on discord commenting about the movies i think i found so much joy because then i knew it's it had the same freaking impact yeah. On you as it did on me and probably Ernie when we were younger watching it for the first time. <laughs> okay. That's so let's talk about John Carpenter's 1982 remake of the 1955 version of this movie. So John Carpenter's movie was a remake of okay. the thing. So let, let's 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 kick it off. So neither Yoko or Kevin, neither of you had seen this movie. Mm-hmm. You'd heard of it before though, right? Yeah. Okay. Only because I've seen toys of it. That's right. that's how I get most of my information, uh, daily news and life advice. It's uh, okay. how, how it comes through in toys and toy mm-hmm. news. So I've seen NECA has put out in their, I think it's their, is it Ultimates also that they call it? Yes. In, in the the last yeah. one was, yes. Yeah. The thing. And, uh, you know, I, it was, I looked at it and it was, is this thing where I, my brain didn't see what it was. I would go, oh, the thing. I have absolutely no idea what this is. I just block it out. But I have, uh, that's the only way that I've been exposed to that movie. And then, of course, on your channel, because you collect um, Blu-rays and, and collector editions of, of Blu-rays and movies, and, and you were raving about that. So that's where I've also heard of it. Right. Uh, but on that, I'm assuming there's some sort of collector's edition of the thing that yeah, you have. The 4K version came out. I have many different iterations of that. I collect, <laughs> I collect physical media, so it you know it was VHS, then it was VHS letterbox, which is widescreen. Then it jumped onto DVD, then Blu-ray. There was like the ultimate collector's edition, but now with the advent of 4K, they're really leaning hard on the premium edition. So I have like the German Steelbook. There's the uh, the North American Steelbook version, the Mondo Steelbook variant cover. And uh, through, I think, Shout Factory, they had... No, it wasn't Shout. It wasn't that movie. It was a different one. But they had it in the four-pack with, like, Prince of Darkness, The Fog, The Thing, and They Live. Um, all sort of put together in, in one spectacular pack. But, I mean... And then NECA came out, again, with the Ultimates. And they had the... It was the, the McCready Station 31 mm-hmm. version of them. And I'd never seen uh, a version of McCready. That's the character that Kurt Russell plays in it. And then they released the uh, the flamethrower version of it. So it's like, for me, it was a gold mine. All of a sudden, it's like, oh, we're getting all these great things. Like, we're finally getting figures that I, I can get. And then you know, they're releasing, like, the, the dog version of it with the with the spider. And I think let's I'm going to talk to Yoko about that because that was one of the first things she texted about in the Discord. You just read our, read our chat transcripts. <laughs> yeah. I, I recall, I, I don't need to read it. I remember what I said. I messaged and I very explicitly was like, this movie is fucked. And it's kind of cool because if we're looking at does this movie still hold up and you get enjoyment of seeing that reaction from me yeah. and it's the same as when you saw it, it's like, well, I mean, yeah. that, 
you know, we don't need to wrap it up right now, but that's pretty much it. It's, <laughs> we're getting that same reaction as when it first came out. You know, it was great after you said great. that. I'm at work. And so I look at my phone and I'm just like, oh, oh, cool. He's watching it. And I put it down and go back. Just, <laughs> you know, you're like, oh, oh, all right. He is really watching it. Good. <laughs> it was yeah, great. Man. Oh. And Yoko's was what? The opening of On the oh, Dog, yeah. right? Not yeah. the dog. Instantly. Yeah. Instantly, I was worried for the. I'm like, why? Why does there have to be a dog? Why? Yeah. And that's that's the hook that got me. I remember years when I first saw it and I was a kid. And, you know, if you haven't seen the thing yet, spoiler alert. Okay, it's from 1982. Go oh, check yes. it out. John Carpenter. And then I suddenly realized how much of a John Carpenter fan I was. How many of his movies oh, I grew yeah. up watching and adoring. Mm -hmm. I used to think Steven Spielberg was my guy. I, I got to say, it's John Carpenter. He, he was like this... this he was he he made so many movies that impacted my life in many ways same same way as Spielberg but in much more viscerally you know and, and it, it it just because he played to that terror side like the part that kept me actually terrified um more so than Spielberg in jaws which is my favorite movie of all time but um watching the thing like at the beginning because it's that helicopter and they're chasing that husky and they're shooting at it and i remember as a kid feeling outraged I was so mad. Like, why are they doing that? Just, and when they, you know, they get killed and then you find out later on why. And yeah. you're like, oh God, oh, that's why, right? <laughs> like it, it all, like it's that beautiful bit of storytelling that when, when the, the other shoes start to drop, you suddenly realize. And uh, I think it, it, it was great seeing that because it was just like validation for the, the way I felt. And the fact that it still holds up after all these years. Like they used practical effects in the movie, uh, great character actors. Like that whole movie is just filled with great character actors yeah. and relatable characters too. And you can see um, there's some really great gore moments. So if you're a horror fan and you love that fan, uh, I remember seeing an issue of Fangoria where they showed the the yeah. face that's all frozen over, and you see that one guy, he's, he's, his throat's been slit like almost to the bone. And all the blood has been frozen in a waterfall <laughs> type way. And you're like, oh, geez. Um, so it's got that for the horror fans. Um, and a lot of jump scares. A lot of great jump scares. Dude. And it got me a couple times. For right? Sure. It's like you know that it's coming and it still gets yes. you. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. One of the <laughs> biggest, like, jump scares is, like, when when that when Doc with the defibrillator paddles. Yeah. And he gives a shock and then... I think I was I was trying to find the my stream of messages because I think that prompted one of my messages. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah, recall I... when that happened because it, it's so quick. He he goes to do um, the defibrillator on that body, and none of the aliens previously did something similar to that, which is yeah. why it was such a surprise. And I remember blinking and then seeing that happen, and all of a sudden his hands are gone. I said, "Wait, wait, what?" <laughs> How did that happen? So I go back and I play it in slow motion and the freaking uh, like, opens up in some sort of like giant Venus flytrap oh, yeah. stomach. Yes. And it just both hands go in. And I go, okay, who that's who thinks of this? How is how how does this even happen? Yeah. Where you're like just looking at some of the alien uh faces and how they, you know, because they're in a mix of and then it, turning and then it scuttles off. Yeah. Turning human. Well, the yeah. Head, yeah, the head yes. like, off. That stuff is already in my head. I'm just, that's when I was like, you guys are messed up. Like this is this is and upside sick down. Stuff. Yeah. 
And then all of a sudden, the stomach just goes, bloop, and yeah. just bites the hands off. I go, yeah. how do you even think yeah. of this? This is yeah. wild. This is so crazy. Uh, Seeing nobody... it back then for the first time, and, and in that in that context of stuff of we don't know, that sets a standard for so much stuff. Like yeah. John Carpenter films, like you yeah. do that. And the actors that are based with it. So then growing up for me, if you saw that actor in something else, like you already in your head, oh, yeah. this is going to be a good movie. Because yeah. everybody had a basis of the actor that you played or continued on you know that that stereotype of that actor in b movies or whether it was a, a carpenter movie or everything but this one one just went full out on gore and situations like who would ever think that or like that dog scene of it yeah. growing out and the way that it heads and everything and not only that but starting a movie of just starting into it and you get into it you have no idea what's going on why are they there where where are you instead you're just full in oh there's there's stuff going on yeah. And so for that to literally pull you in, like that's all we needed then. But and I, now I, you know everybody character development. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, as well, I mean, it's still it's that whole idea of it could be any of us. It could be like you have yeah. no idea yeah. who it could be. So the, the the mistrust and the fear that's there. I mean, that's that's like to me the perfect example of COVID. It's all any of us could have it. We don't know. Even you might not even know you have it, but you could be spreading mm -hmm. it. And like the lengths they go to to try to protect each other, the fact mm -hmm. like when they tie everybody up, he's mm -hmm. got and he's got the flamethrower on them, and he's drawing blood to do that fucked up test. That jump scare! What the hell, right? man? Yeah, like, you what? that's what that was it. Petri that dish was can it. scream. <laughs> that was it. Yeah. <laughs> and I love that because like they're tied to the, to the sofa with the guy. Yeah. And he, starts to throw, and he starts to split open. And the two other guys, yeah. they're like, oh, get us out, get us out. I mean, I was crying with laughter and screaming with fear at the same time when I saw that. But it's it's just like it played on all of those things that are so the basis of human nature. Yeah. And the isolation of being out there. And, and then the responsibility of we can't let this get out. Right. None of us can get out of here. Otherwise, the world is fucked. I mean, that for me was like so heavy as a kid. It was like, oh my God, but I would want to live. But yeah. if president kills everybody. And so Yoko, your final, your final message was like, I have like, this is, I hate, I hate open-ended endings like this. Yeah, like, like I love it and I hate it at the same time. Yeah. You know, like I enjoyed the movie a lot. I liked it a lot. Um, but like, oh my God, like that's an ending. I'm like still thinking about it. Like I will obsess over an ending like that for an unhealthy amount of time. Yeah, where I'm like, I start googling and I'm reading all the theories. I can tell you like five different theories about how it how it ended. Now you know, like, actually, I want to talk about that. How? What do you think? How? What? Do, what do you think? What do you think about the end? Well, how do you interpret what happened there at the end? Like, what happened to those guys? Me? Or well, all, of you, all of you? You mean you mean the two of them? Like, did they do they survive? Oh yeah, do they like? Are is one of them? Is one of them the thing? Like, what do you think? Well, the the way I look at it is is they both they're both gonna if they're both human they're both dead anyways yeah. they're gonna freeze to death. Yeah. If one of them, I think the fact of the matter is that they let themselves freeze to death means the alien has won because if like if they really wanted to make sure that the alien was gonna stop they should have burned each other alive, right? Right. Like, um... Because if one of them is infected, and they freeze, that's exactly what the alien wanted. Because then, yeah. if they come over and revive, you know, dig right. out the bodies, mm -hmm. it has to warm up, and then it goes right. So mm -hmm. the thing is, the true way to really, really nail it down is they should have gone. No, it's just the two of us, 
and you, you spark that grenade or that you get that bomb or whatever and you torch them. But the fact that they're like they're staring at each other distrustfully as it gets darker and darker and the flames die down. Yeah, yeah they both freeze to death and mm. they could both be non-infected. But the only way to be sure, it's like in Aliens, take off and nuke it from orbit. Like they, that's the only way they could have been sure. Kev doesn't get that reference. Right. Yeah. Uh, have you seen Aliens? So episode three, I guess we'll oh be talking God. about. Kevin, have you watched Aliens? <laughs> I just have you. You've seen Aliens though, Yoko, right? I have, yes. Yeah, and I know Ernie has. Well, yeah. we just you just got your next assignment. <laughs> I think I have to edit. I have to somehow put this podcast together you know into what? into one. You're gonna love it. You're gonna love it. We have to watch Alien and Aliens. You haven't seen yeah. Alien? <laughs> Wait, what? Alien is first. Aliens is part two. Things? <laughs> yes. Oh, it's kind of like iPhone 3G and 3GS. You just added an S on. Four. Yeah, you had to go just like that. You had to go on. Yeah. For oh, yeah, so you there we go. Another watch You'll enjoy yeah. it. If you I'm like, sure I will. You'll like Alien, and you'll like Aliens. I do feel bad that I haven't seen uh, seen Alien. It's alien first. Alien. I don't want to, yeah. uh, yes. you know, alien. Singular. There's only one. I have seen a lot of fantastic toys out there, and again, that's how. That's how I. And, and again, that, that was the start yeah. of all. And not only that, but um, again, the, the ones that we're saying are so pop culture reference because mm -hmm. so many TV shows or movies quote, yeah, th this stuff or do something that was part of that movie. They're like, oh, you catch that, yeah. and so to not know that is kind of like weird. You know what I mean? Like. How have you not known that? Which is great mm -hmm. to do this. And then going on Yoko's one, like for me, I really thought, yeah, the alien had survived because of the frozen. Because yeah. in there, they they had showed where they dug it up and it was frozen. That, mm. that square, yeah. you know, so yeah. it, it's been preserved this whole time. And so to me, it was like, oh, it's happening again. No matter which like, one, because you like still have them alive. The I seriously read theories for like two hours after that movie. And I never, I, <laughs> like, that didn't come up. Well, and John, and John Carpenter has never um, acknowledged. Like he won't, he won't tip his hand one way or another of how he thinks Love it ended. It. I'm going to be the optimist here. I'm going to think they got rescued. At least one of them survived. They were waiting for a drop at six a.m. or something like, or was it six hours away? Wasn't somebody the, there's supposed to be a supply drop? I'm just, I'm gonna. And you know, they didn't they, want the alien to yeah. to get into the world based on. Did I make that part up in my head? I don't remember that. I think they were. Uh, I think they had put out a call or something, but they thought people were too far away or something like that. Maybe so they might not like they would be probably freeze to death before anyone could show up. But I'm just gonna be optimistic because I know someone had some. Uh, who was it? Um, somebody told me that every year there is an actual post in Antarctica where. After a certain point, there's no there's no ingress or egress from there. Like they are there for months, and just before that window of opportunity closes, they watch the thing. Like whoever's at the camp, and every year they invite John Carpenter to go see it with them or whatever. And every year he's like, no, because he doesn't want to take the chance to get stuck out there. Whoa. He's like, no, are you stupid? Have you seen <laughs> amount of time? Did you watch but my movie? Yeah. Yeah. So it, it actually it does happen. So I think I remember one of the scenes they were complaining because the guy Windows he was saying, "Oh, I haven't been able to reach anybody for weeks because of the weather and blah blah blah," and you're screaming. Mm -hmm. So I don't think there was a re. I got to rewatch it again. 
Yeah. I don't think there was a, a resupply. I think they were just desperate to kill it because they didn't want it to. Uh, uh, they gave the stats of they gave the stats of how long before yeah. it would then take yeah, over. So they had to make sure they everything. stopped it there, yeah. and they had to make yeah. sure it didn't just freeze in the ice, which is why they had to burn everything down. Um, yeah. But even the burned, I remember during the autopsy, he was like, like even when they were looking at the burned corpses, the charred corpses, he was like, it's still alive. Like there's still cellular movement, so we got to take it out. We got to douse it with gasoline or kerosene, and we got to just make sure it's all completely yeah. crisp, type thing. So I think I think I read that there there had been a planned sequel that got scrapped, and I believe John Carpenter had not been involved in it, where uh, they found the charred bodies of the two guys. So right. they were human. They were both human. Right. Um, and dealing with the aftermath of that, but then that that never went anywhere. So you know, not not canon. But I think right. there was like a comic series or something where McCready had survived. Oh, interesting. I didn't know. I don't I don't know if that is considered can you know canon. I want to check just, just fan, new stories that'd yeah. be cool. Because they did yeah. do a prequel called The Thing as well. And I, I wanted to watch that and I couldn't so for any, for American listeners, um the thing was free on Tubi, which was the first time for me experiencing Tubi, but it's a free it's a free video streaming service and there was some like legit movies on there, especially horror movies. Um, so the thing yeah, we have two you um but I could not find I could not find the 2011 thing anywhere I would have okay. watched it too if I could have uh, it that's yeah. interesting because it's actually a prequel yeah so it's yeah. actually set in the Norwegian camp and it stars yeah. Joel e Joe Egerton who is yeah. in Obi-Wan and Mary Elizabeth Winstead who is in Ahsoka yeah. So you got oh. two Star Wars alum that are in in the thing, and I remember because they shot it in Toronto, and I remember auditioning for one of the parts. And I was oh. like, "Oh, I want to be in this! I want to be in this!" <laughs> oh, that's it awesome. But uh, it's it's an, it's actually pretty cool because um, it it really the the filmmakers wanted to do as many practical effects as they could as an homage to John Carpenter, and in terms of how prequels go, I enjoyed it. I mean, it didn't shake my, you know, didn't move the world or, or anything for me, but it was a really, really neat sort of fill in the blanks of what happened in the camp before. And they, of course, ended with the Norwegians chasing the dog in their helicopter. Yeah. Uh, at wow. the end of that so type thing. So it's, it's I have not seen that. Yeah, it's, it's pretty. Yeah, I, it, I want to watch that one. It's really mm -hmm. neat. Uh, I got it on because, and that's the other lovely thing about collecting physical discs is it's always in your library. You always yeah. have it. Uh, I can truck it out. Like, I, like honestly, I wish I could send it to you um, mm. because I have them at home. I have all those movies at home. And so, like, when I'm in a mood and I want to have my own film festival, I'm not at the mercy of the streaming services. Yeah. I can just yeah. pull out the discs. Well, when the thing takes over our world and subscription services go down, we'll all head over to Paul's house and we can <laughs> yeah. have a... Do any of do any of your uh, 4K Blu-rays, Paul, have the original version or is it, like, a separate thing? Because you said the oh the 1955 version was a remake. Yeah, no, yeah. no. I I would want because um I I want to get it actually. That's one thing that I have not been able to track down is the 1955 version of it. Mm. Uh, although part of me thinks maybe there's a two disc edition. Like there's a I I should double check because it might be in in one of the extra features where it says mm. the the original 1955 version of it. Have sure, you seen a purple it? feature would be great. Yeah, I, I saw it a long time ago when I was a kid. Uh, just like, and and I remember bits of it. It's in black and white, um, and it's you know again, it's like that '50s sort of horror 
bit where it's like you don't see the creature really and it's just like they use a lot of mm. shadow and you got to use a lot of your imagination for it but it's like it's actually pretty well done for the time i think so okay at least the way i remember it. it's hard to imagine uh how it would hold up after seeing john carpenter's version and those practical effects i mean the goo and liquids that are squirting around the legs that are growing out spider legs and they're breaking them and it's just the sound of like tree branches cracking <laughs> it's so gnarly and, and and so gross but you gotta poor, appreciate poor doggies yeah yeah poor doggos those practical effects and just the mind that can think of some of these these uh <laughs> you, you making the the looks with the prosthetics Right. incorporating the actor's face that it's kind of mid mutation and transformation it's it's so crazy yeah. um, definitely go check it out if you are like uh, me from two weeks ago and you haven't seen it yet do yourself a favor and, and check this out and maybe you'll be messaging you know the Boba Squadron Instagram one day be like yo this movie is fucked <laughs> <laughs> what, what was your final thoughts Kev because you didn't get into it what, what did yeah. you think that happened at the end and did you enjoy it well, I'm the only person here who got this interpretation that there was some sort of something about six hours in the morning and they had to make it. I don't know what gave me that impression, but I certainly have that in my head. Um, I don't remember that either. It's I mean, if I'm the only one out of the four of us, then clearly uh, something else was playing on my phone. Um, <laughs> so I thought they were just going to make it till the morning. And, you know, it, it doesn't make sense now because I'm the only one who who made up this uh plot point <laughs> six hours yeah <laughs> they, they just got to make it to sunrise so know. kevin's in here listening going what do you mean they froze what movie <laughs> <is this>? <laughs> game? <laughs> yeah what movie is this um but if if that's not the case i, I think that's they they survive they it's it's one of them is infected and and you know one of their main goals was not having them the alien be in a in a human and surviving the cold Captain America style. So if they don't make it, some of, one of them is preserved. That, that has to be an alien, and you don't even know. That's the best part. It's not like you're undercover. There, just, there was this whole theory. The only the only comment that um, John Carpenter did make was to shoot down this theory that people said like the people who were human, you could like I forget which way it was. Like I think he said the ones who were human, you could see like a glow in their eyes or something in the in the film. And the ones who were alien didn't have that or or other way around. I can't remember. Um maybe it was the other way around. That makes more sense. So people were saying that um um I forget his name. The one who's not McCready at the end. He's from he's from uh he's from They Live, right? Yeah. 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 Keith yes. Keith David. Keith, Keith David. David. Richards is a rock star. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> they, they were trying to say like that, whatever that, whatever that tell oh, was that he had it him. at the end, so he had to have been the thing. But he, John Carpenter, he came did shoot in, that one down, huh? He came into that theory and said, "No, John Carpenter." Yes, yeah. So like he, he stayed up and read these. Yeah, yeah. Wow. That's the only. That's the only. He he shot down like the the tell and the eyes theory. Uh huh. Yeah. I think that's awesome. But he, that's the only thing being... he commented on. That wow. character was supposed to be watching a doorway, and then he ran off. Yeah, it's behind the sus. helicopter, Highly right sus. before all the stuff went yeah. down underground. And he, so he says, "Where were you?" Mm -hmm. Yeah, right. He says, "I thought I saw him," so he ran after him. Uh huh. Yeah. Could have been Sorry. legit. He could have went after him and then been, been taken legit. over. Yeah. Which no, I, and then he went off after him and he got absorbed. Right? Yeah, and he came back as child. Right. Yeah. So 
I, I always love the old guy in the uh, the shed that they kept outside. That poor dude. Yeah. Oh yeah. And they didn't know, and he was always locked, and he was always begging to let me back in. Come on. I'm sorry. I'm okay. I'm okay. That's all. Yeah. We, that was he had this secret tunnel. Like podcast. he worked fast. Yes. Right? <laughs> he worked fast. Yeah. He he was building. Yeah. Well, he was building a ship. Has that been there the whole time? Like, or did he do that during the day he was locked up? Was it more than a day? I don't know. I that took confused it, me a little bit. I took it as he did that. He was alien and, yeah. and was building a ship and the whole distraction and let oh, me in. Oh, I'll do this and that. that. Not he as a human. Yes, he is the alien. Okay. Or whatever sense. it was. Like we keep saying That's alien. He could work but they said that, right? Because of the, the way it was yeah. what they found. Yeah. So yeah. And then that ship. You know what though, Paul? You know, the whole like how have you not seen this movie? Uh I think this genre of of movies isn't really my my kind of thing. So like that's that's the reason I haven't your kind of thing. You know, the ones that we're bringing up, what is it? Uh they live and, and the thing and, and jaws and alien this whole like kind of kind of shocking um suspense kind of thing. I, I don't think that that's ever really something that I I uh, watched a lot of growing up. So it's like mm-hmm. that's why you can grab everything from that genre and i'll be like i haven't seen it that that's well, that would be you, the like, main reason so growing up that's all i had like i don't like horror movies to say yeah let's throw on a horror movie because of all these jump scares because of characters i grew up with i'm not a horror fan in that sense because i always remember that as a kid or you get you got tormented by freddie your little cousins all the time <laughs> freddie's gonna get you you know what i mean and that was always like you you know growing up was a different time for us too and you play stupid evil tricks like that like you know my my cousins like scratched on a window one night when we were all there and it's like oh it's freddy at two in the morning then you get yelled at because you woke everybody up like so growing up with this horror stuff all the time to me was i was on the other side of that because everybody wanted to watch it so i get you and i was always the one no I i don't like this the jump scares and the everything but that's what we had that that was like mm-hmm. our our choice and not you know everybody was going to watch it and and you had to cuz there was no other there was no other point to it there was no you had no other choice i grew up rewatching steven chow movies from hong kong like old vhs tapes cuz my parents that's what they were watching and then when mm-hmm. we immigrated all those movies were on VHS. I would rewatch the hell out of those. Most most of the time I didn't even understand a lot of those jokes. They were way too mature, but like the basic kind of slapstick comedy that's in there sometimes and and just physical comedy, that kind of stuff was was uh something that I was really into. So I would rewatch a lot of that and that's probably why a lot of these films, yeah. you know, I was like nobody showed me these things. Uh th- that's that's part of it. So we have a giant giant uh library of episodes that we can do of things kevin hasn't seen (laughs) even cow movies you know i'm down but you've seen every james bond movie yeah i don't know how that worked see so that's that that's the dichotomy is because like you know i found out through one of your like when you did that uh uh the box uh the uh, oh my dad was a huge bond fan though yeah but I'm, yeah. but that's the thing. Like I didn't know you were a big Bond fan, and then so mm-hmm. like you knew so much about all the movies. I oh my gosh, okay. And so mm-hmm. for me in my mind, it's like well, if you like Bond, then you must have seen something because Bond fa- falls into the same wheelhouse for me as those other movies too, because it had mm-hmm. you know the the adventurous element to it. There's you know some the gadgetry. Uh, I really love like movies like The Thing and. Uh, you know, it, it had a sci-fi element to it. The horror just sort of came 
part and parcel with it. Same with Alien, right? It was for me more of a sci-fi aspect to it, and I love sci-fi. And there are scary sci-fi. What's that? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so you you kind of like for for me. I mean, if it was a straight up horror, like I, I wasn't as into like Friday the Thirteenth or right. Freddy Krueger. They they were just kind of there, and I went along with everybody because we were watching it and. You know, it, it was, but I'm I'm not like that kind of a horror fan, or it wasn't back then. I kind of am now because I remember the scares they gave me when I was a kid, and so like I'm introducing my kids to it because I want to scare the shit out of them. And so it's <laughs> one of those loving things where it was like, so like Texas Chainsaw Massacre, man, that scared the shit out of me. But my kids, they're like, yeah, and they want to watch the remakes, which I don't because those are far more frightening to me than the originals kind of were in, in that sense. Just because the originals, for example, Ch Texas Chainsaw Massacre, you, there isn't a lot of violence in it. A lot of it is implied, and a lot of it, as a kid, you make up, and it's far worse. But the, there's a level of realism now to the new movies where it's like, I, they, they throw the, the, the term torture porn around, and it's mm. kind of true. I yeah. don't need somebody impaled on a hook and dragged up and see the blood dripping from it yeah. and see them... I don't need to see that, but that's yeah. like, it seems the new horror movies are at that level now because, oh, we got to make them scarier yeah. than the earlier movies. Got to yeah. make them more real. And for me, more real is, is, it's not yeah. horror. It, it's like, you lose the storytelling aspect and it yeah. becomes just, what's, been, what's a new gross way we yeah. can kill someone, right? Yeah. And yeah. it's just like, mm -hmm. or else it was the quick I, shots I, of a shadow of somebody hanging on the yeah. hook or a real quick exactly. look up. Of the body, you know, oh, yeah, oh my god, they got impaled. Mm -hmm. That was, and, and how about I, for me, Paul? I don't know about you. Everybody always told me on the horror ones, no, this was a true story, like this is real. <laughs> oh, and so, as a kid, that always, yeah. like, oh my god, yeah. like, where where <laughs> was this? No, yeah. I, I heard this was Thanks like in law, I heard this was in Los Angeles, like <laughs> yeah. the dude well, was I running around killing. Yeah, I swear. I remember sitting on a park bench waiting for my friends to show up. And I could have sworn, oh, my God, Freddy's in the tree line. And what if he comes rushing out at me with his machete? I'd be killed. And so I'd be sitting there petrified in this park in the middle of Calgary, Calgary, Alberta, worried that Jason Voorhees was going to rush out of the tree line and cut me with his machete. I mean, that's that's the shit, right? So it's like, oh, 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 oh why? So, yeah. No, but, no, like, phones, no phones, yeah. no pagers to ask your friend, where are you? Are no. you almost here? So you sat there yeah. and your head spun. Uh, yeah. My parents don't and know where I am. Yeah, I exactly. And unfortunately, yeah. your friend came up behind you and tapped you on your shoulder and you freak out. Okay, man, I'm here. <laughs> the same way uh, you were laying in bed, Paul, and you thought Jaws would come out and, and take yeah. your arm. Your <laughs> I, would, I would sleep with a toy gun because, you know, a toy gun against an imaginary shark is the most powerful weapon in the world. It's like, oh, my doing? Nerf. When I was a kid, my Nerf arsenal was protecting me from everything. And those are made <laughs> for... Yeah, but it wasn't even a Nerf gun. It was like a gun that just made noise. It didn't even shoot anything. <laughs> it would go... Ta -ta 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 -ta. But it was like, yeah, man. Uh, Gotta get my toy gun, because that shark's gonna get me, and this gun will save me. Right? That's the mind of a child. So Yeah, I mean, the scariest thing for me was the furnace in Home Alone. In the basement, <laughs> that, dude, that, right? for years, for years, I would grab something from the basement, 
hit the light switch and just book it up the stairs. I'm like, that furnace is going to get me. I don't think I even had a furnace in that house. Wow. I had a water heater. <laughs> yeah. And in the room that was, the door was closed, but that's, that's what it, that's what uh, the effect that it had on me. And those Nerf guns were my setup around the house. Uh, Kevin McAllister yeah. style. But then the, the, the whole, I mean, Stephen King had a whole thing. He wrote it in the forward where he used to hate going down to the basement too. And because he said he'd have a sibling. And he'd hate it because he'd always know he'd get to the bottom and he'd hear his brother saying, now you're down there alone. He'd click off the light and slam the door on him. And like totally torture. And like, so I was deathly paranoid of that. My sister, my sister would never do that to me. But I was always paranoid she might. And so like, you get that thought in your head. You're like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. This is terrible. And it's like, yeah. I mean, I used to be afraid to go pee in the upstairs bathroom because I thought the headless dude from Happy Days was going to come and kill me, right? That Halloween episode of where they they have that dance in that house where the person got their head cut off and then, you know, they have this whole, like, I want my head back. And everybody's totally, paired. like, I honestly thought that's was real. It, wasn't it Arnold? No, no it was, it was um, a couple of uh, punks. It wasn't even, it wasn't even like uh, Ralph Malf or Potsy. Oh, okay. of, like all these other guys and like, Richie Cunningham's like, no, you're not real. And he was the most scared of all. And he rips it off. And it's a yeah. couple of the bullies from the other school. Ha ha, you guys are all chicken. Like Cunningham was the only one who wasn't scared. And they're like, oh, get out of here. And then they put on the music and they start to dance. I still to this day turn off all the lights in the house and beeline it from my bedroom without go. looking in behind me or anything. It's, you know, you, I don't know. You just do. Okay, off. And that last one, I swear to God, before you shut off that last one. Oh. <laughs> and then you shut no, it off and you, you never turn around, dude. You never turn around because when you turn around, that means they're real. If you yeah. don't turn around, th they don't know the that you're there. there. Uh, they don't know that you're there, dude. Big mistake. I, I, <laughs> lights are still on. I'm checking everything. Like, okay. There's a great question for Yoko. Uh, a, did, does your bingo card have Home Alone coming up in the middle of a conversation <laughs> with, about nope. the thing? It did not. And two, did you have any idea what the hell Paul was talking about? Just <laughs> now, happy. nope, nope. I, like, <laughs> I blacked out I for a minute. There, not gonna lie. I looked up like you were in the actual apartment above me. I'm like, what is he saying? <laughs> well, <laughs> I was thinking, Kevin. I have no idea what he's talking about right now. You mean happy days? <laughs> you haven't heard of happy days? I know what it is. That doesn't mean I didn't know what he was like. Oh, okay. The name. Well, just as long as far as yeah. no, I don't know what happy no, days. I was is. talking about a Halloween episode of the Happy Days, yeah. of Happy Days where uh, they were gonna have this dance in this haunted house, and the whole thing about the house it was haunted because the previous owners had their heads cut off, mm. and they would come out and always demand like that was the big scary thing is the the headless corpse would come out and say they want their head back, mm. and it scared the shit out of Richie Cunningham. And he didn't want to go to the dance. And they're like, no, it's not real. And blah, blah, blah. So they convinced him to face his fears, basically, and go to this dance. And in the middle of the dance, the music switches off. And this headless corpse comes down the stairs going, I want my head back. I want my... And everybody's totally shitting their pants and scared, including it, Richie. Including finally, yeah. He, he unmasked them and it's like, oh, it's just the bullies. There's nothing to be afraid of. And... That was it. But that episode wrecked me as a kid because I didn't yeah. see the, the reveal. All I can remember <laughs> was the headless corpse coming down the steps. Yeah. Saying, yeah. I want my head back. I can see that. You didn't see the end of the episode? 
Oh, I saw it, but it didn't. That was but like, your memory. It didn't, that part doesn't oh, stick okay. with you, right? Yeah. 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 Didn't I didn't go, oh, it was fake all along. Oh, I'm like, mm -hmm. oh, shit. They're, and I'm looking at my stairs going, that, those are stairs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I, I totally understand that. on those stairs, yeah. and that's all I remembered. Sometimes logic just doesn't exist, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, I didn't. I never liked horror stuff or get. I get like I, all these horror movies. Like I've seriously, like probably not even ten years ago. So in the last five or so years, I've I've really watched all these things. Like, like you know, <laughs> I grew up in Asia. I was studying all the time outside of school. I went to more school. You you know, like, <laughs> and then I had piano lessons and horseback riding lessons. So yeah, that was my. No time for movies, Yoko. Yeah. But um, no, so like I've but you know, I've like made a point to catch up on some of this stuff over the last five or so years. And that's when I kind of finally started giving horror movies, I kind of say it in air quotes a chance. Um, but I still watch them like during the daytime with the lights on, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Good job. Yeah. yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. yeah. I think that's cool though, because I I feel like I'm going in with a blank slate. Yeah. I'm not I'm not someone who's watched current horror movies and things like that and going back to see if if the classics hold up i'm i'm watching it experiencing it uh for for the first time in a way uh horror films we're two for two because like you like yeah. jaws and you like yeah. the thing so yeah. we're, we're we're serving oh, up i watched a, a... jaws young and that scared me yeah i did live on an island at the time in my defense <laughs> so i was actually you know near the ocean it's um only no. an island if you look at it from the ocean from the water yeah um i had a like i swear it was like sixth grade i had a teacher show our class stephen king's um the cat's eye movies like the anthology yeah and yeah. like that that messed me up for a long time and you know which which story it was that uh scared me the most was the smoker one where he's trying to quit smoking oh and then there's just like people watching him right or was it her? I don't even I don't even remember. There's one part where there, he's the guy's in his closet and he opens the closet door and you see like the coats and then you just see feet there. That free, like that image has stayed with me. Have you yeah, have you read the, the short story Smokers Inc? No, like, I have. They're all based on the short stories yeah. and yeah, yeah, yeah. they're incredible. Yeah. yeah I, yeah, yeah. I rewatched them. I finally rewatched them in the last in the last couple of years and like and they're great, you know, but at age eleven or so. <laughs> yeah i think that teacher got fired for showing that to our class yeah <laughs> yeah it's what was it it was sixth grade yeah it's a different time different wow. time it was i yeah. told you our top teacher ran an electrical current through our class yeah. right so <laughs> there, there's a different time <laughs> different times mm -hmm. yeah these kids are soft now <laughs> yeah well, what should be the uh, what should be the movie assignment for next week? Was there anything that came up during this conversation? I don't want to hear I, I don't want to hear Paul or Ernie go like I have never seen Home Alone. What the hell were you talking about, Kevin? What's furnace? <laughs> if, if that's what's happening, I'm just my brain is going to explode. You you've seen Home Alone, right? I love Home Alone. Oh my god, thank I, you. I love Home Alone. Paul, Paul is Paul, I know Paul is. I'm kidding. I've seen it every year for how many years? I have to sit there oh, with my kid because they're like, "Can we just skip to the end?" I said, "No, you have to. See, you have the ending is a payoff. You gotta watch the whole build up to the end." And it's just like for me, it's it's a toss up. What's 
what's funnier, the end of Home Alone or the end of Home Alone 2? And I think for my pound for pound in terms of punishment meted out, Home Alone 2 is actually funnier, the ending, than Home Alone. Really? He's whipping, he's whipping bricks from the top of this yeah, brownstone. That is true. Yeah. And he keeps You're right. Yes, I still laugh till this day at that. Yeah, okay, and he's got yeah, the dent right. in his forehead, like the makeup yeah. on that. And he sucks. Yeah. It just, yeah, I totally see that's Home Alone. Well, we've been rewatching what we got. Uh, got my kids into planes, trains, and automobiles. <sighs> that one. Have you, Yoko, Kevin? I feel like I should watch that. Play? Oh my god, Yoko! I have think you, you should watch anything. Yeah, no, I watched it. I've, I watched it in the last couple of years. Um, okay. Look, look. I don't like a lot of comedies. I'm just going to say that. <laughs> the whole, like... I can tell. I'm not into slapstick and the hijinks. Like, I, I kind of enjoyed... I enjoyed most of Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. I would have liked it better if a couple of the hijinks were removed. You know? Like, when it's like... <laughs> it's just like, it starts to frustrate me. Like, I like... I feel like it's happening to me, I think, is my problem. And I'm just like, God, just stop. Like, stop. stop. <laughs> You're so... Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, You're so, so invested in the story, you think it's actually happening to you. I think so, like or like someone I actually know, or like something you know, and I'm just like, just, just, just really, it. it's you just not your it. persona. It's not you. You like thinky movies better, where you've got to think about it and maybe come up oh, with a second storyline. Because right. I know oh, you yeah, love theories. Automobile, Play Streets and Automobiles is a thinking movie. Yeah, yeah. It really is about relationships and how much you'll put up with somebody to be polite, uh, yeah, and then how yeah, you yeah. they in, like he. John Candy's character just he's like he, he's, he's like Corona he just sort of gets on you and he before you know it like Steve Martin he's stuck with him and he feels sort of obligated and he tries to separate himself but he ends yeah. up always getting back yeah and then when you find out at the end you know like the, whole, the, the, the twist Candy's right yeah I think it's the car part I feel like if I could just skip that last car part I liked when, it I liked it more than I like most comedies of that of oh that era God. but, when but yeah. it just went on a little too long for me that's how you know the, the original movie clocked in at like almost three hours oh my god and they had to cut a bunch of stuff from it but yeah. that car scene uh, is how I hooked the boys into watching it. Yeah. Oh my With John gosh. Candy oh, trying yeah. to take his jacket off. <laughs> <laughs> and then they go the wrong. I mean, just, just that part of the movie for me just yeah. makes it like in terms of just the, the, the utter stupidity of yeah. how oh, this could just, possibly it just goes, happen. it gets, it gets like too stupid for me to handle at a point. <laughs> yeah. We're not playing trains and automobiles. <laughs> John Candy just, is great, it was though. Planes and trains, great. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do that. Yeah. Cut out automobile. All right. Um, I, I love John Candy stuff. Yeah, have you seen Uncle Buck? I yeah. love Uncle Buck. I do love Uncle Buck. Uncle Buck is great. Kevin? I don't know who Uncle Buck is. <gasps> <gasps> okay, but you can talk about Home Alone, but you've never seen Uncle Buck? Uncle Buck is great. It's I that's, feel like it's that's like, how he got like the Kevin. part. That's, that's how okay. he got the part. I've only oh. I've only that that's like when I watched in the last five years or so too. And I, I do I do feel like that one's under the radar, you know? Uncle Buck. Oh, that's Uncle a Buck good is one. Great. Yeah. Uncle Buck is great. Macaulay Culkin's in it. Yes. You know, his, that, first, his first role. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was his yeah, first and role, and then they he's, went ador on. he's adorable in it. Yeah. John Candy's fantastic in it too. He is. 
Are you yeah. married? How how are you related to me? Do you work? Do you? <laughs> he goes through twenty oh, yeah. questions with him, man, yeah. and he he nails it. This little kid, yeah. as if he was a seasoned yeah. actor, and John Candy yeah. just oh my god, he, John. Uh, that that's one that affects me that we lost. Like to think of more that we could have had from John Candy because mm -hmm. of his stuff, The Great Outdoors. That yep. see that one I did not like. That one I did not <laughs> like. Great Outdoors, no, no, uh, I couldn't. Yeah, see John Candy. I, I love John. Kevin Candy, would probably so like cool. that one better <laughs> yeah. because I don't like it. I, so I don't know. I mean, we we talked about for the reasons I don't like it. You would probably like it. We we talked about Alien. That? You know, to see if you guys wanted that, but then now we brought up some of these other comedy classics that that hold up. What about Goonies? Have you guys ever seen Goonies? I think okay. I watched it once a long time ago. Oh my god! I feel like if you have to say you think, it doesn't count. Oh my god! Fucking dumbass. That's like, that one surprises me. Yeah. See, is there is there a, a ship involved? Yes. 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 Yeah, I've seen it. Just once. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, with young See, Go Goonies is one that, like, at least probably three times a year, I still kind of throw it on and watch it. Like, these are staples that you grow up with. Of, um, after you watch it, like, you can even I have a whole part two in my head already. Like, go ahead and call yeah. me when you're ready because I have that written out of what happens and they're adults and <laughs> you know. Uh, you've seen the Raiders, Raiders of the Lost Ark trilogy, quadrilogy. You've seen all those. Yes. I just watched those in the last year. Oh wow! Yeah, I had never oh, wow. watched any of the Indiana Jones until the last well, last two years. This is starting to prove to be yeah. not great if Yoko's seen like five thousand movies in the last two years. Everything's like <laughs> I finally had time. <laughs> I finally had time being at home. I, what did you think? Huh? What, what did you think of Indiana Jones? Because that's a lot of hype. That's a oh that's a no huge... yeah no I enjoyed there was there was no Boba Fetting of Indiana Jones. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but my favorite theory that I still live off of though is Indiana Jones is just Han Solo dreaming in carbonite. And, oh. and there's yes, I've always ran yeah, with I that. Like there's good, little things. I like a good theory. I like a good. Theory. Okay, so in Raiders of the Lost Ark, when he's pulling the Ark in the high yeah. the the hieroglyphics, hi, yeah. how do you say that? There's a C3PO and an R2D2. The big be the beginning of Temple of Doom, um, the club that the movie opens up at is called Club Obi Wan. Oh um, yes, yeah, so it really oh, is good. yeah, I've I've always ran with that. Like, like so it. much as far as I will subscribe. Indiana Jones is just Han Solo's dreams in carbonite. Yeah. Plain like and simple. It. I'm into it. It, you know, it's cool. Like one of the things that I like now about like, because it used to be, I, I called it like a geek tax because it was like, I just have to, I get the VHS version, then the DVD version, then the Blu-ray version, now the 4K version. And so I stopped doing that now because it's just like how many different versions, like it's got to be a movie that I love, love, which is awesome. Uh -huh. And now uh -huh. with 4K, just because the, the transfers and the, the quality to the naked eye, it's not going to get any better. They can go 8K or this or that, but it's not going to get any better to the naked eye. So it's it's not going to matter. So I think 4K is is fine. But what I'm finding is with the streaming, even with all the different streaming versions, there are movies you, you can't get that mm -hmm. are on any streaming platform. Like the other yeah. day I was looking for the movie. It was an old war movie with uh, um, Danny Glover and Gene Hackman, Bat 21. 
And for whatever reason, I was thinking about that movie. It's like, oh, who's in I have that movie at home. It's like, oh, I kind of feel like watching it now because I haven't seen it in like 10 years. And then I'm looking on all the stream platforms. None of them carry it. Some of the uh, older titles, they don't carry. But I know I have them yeah. at home. And that's the other thing about having physical media is I buy the disc or the movie because I like it on one level. And mm -hmm. I'd like it enough that I have to own it. And so that's the thing. So if it's not on a streaming platform, I can't share it with people. I can't go, oh, you got to check out this movie, right? Like, Correct. You know, it's, it's boss. It's like uh, before Battle Royale is out now, but it wasn't before. And so if I wanted to somebody to watch it, I'd say, hey, you know, I've got this copy of Battle Royale. You got to check this movie out. It's messed up. It's awesome. Um, and so that's that's the cool thing about physical discs. But you don't have to have all of them anymore. Like I'm now it's just... For me, I've, I've jumped up now to just like stupidly to premium versions, which is basically mm -hmm. it's it's like a good transfer of it. But I'm just buying the packaging, which I think is really pretty. Right. So it'll be like <laughs> the Manta Lab fucking three different versions of the Steelbook cover. It's the same fucking movie in all of them. But yeah. I like the cover art and it's on a Steelbook. And so I'll pay four hundred dollars. For the same movie three times because I like the covers and because they're numbered and it's a limited edition, right? So mm -hmm. it retains its value. And if I ever want to flip it, there are people out there who will, you know, go, I got this four disc version of American Wolf in London that was limited to 3,000 pressings, but only in Germany. And so it, it came with, you know, the Steelbook, Steelbook uh, 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 poster cards that were the one sheets in the movie theaters, like a, a behind the scenes booklet, all in German and stuff. But I got it and I was like 350 bucks. So it's it's stupid things, but I have the movie, right? So I'm not just getting it for the movie. I'm getting the extra sort of, because I love the movie so much. I want to see all that stuff. So yeah, it's, it's, I hear you on that one front, but don't lament it too much just because, you know, you, if you can, uh, once they perfect streaming services, I think, Physical media is already kind of on its way out yeah. in Canada for sure. Like you look at Best Buy, they're not, they're getting rid of all of their, their physical media things now. Yeah, right? it's very so, low here too. The only difference is you're telling Kevin to watch Alien on Disney Plus in 4K and we don't have that yet. They literally just started oh. a couple of days ago, the MA, only because they brought Netflix over. I see. Uh, the, the Marvel shows. Marvel shows, yeah. Right. Yeah, I think and it's you guys... probably on Hulu over here though. Like a lot of that stuff, they put, just put on Hulu here instead. Where internationally, it's all on Disney Plus. Right. Uh, yep. Do you ever turn on the TV to play movie in the background, like a TV that's uh, sorry, a, a movie that's on a station that's on? Yeah. Well, I don't have, I don't have, I don't have cable. I only, I rely on streaming services. Right. But like, if I do that, if I put on something on the background, it's gonna be like a Disney movie or something that I've seen a million times. It's funny because my friend, yeah. my friend Jason, who I guess is more closer to your guys's age range, uh, Ernie and Paul, he'll message me all the time and be like, guess what? Attack of the Clones is on showcase. This is the scene. I go, Jason, I have this on streaming. You do too. We've seen this. And he'll always message me when a Star Wars movie is on. And have it on. <laughs> I'm like, I can just start it whenever I want. I don't need to go to the channel no. right now. He'll always do it and he'll tell me. Yes. He knows, he knows. I've said it to him, Jason, look. And even then, <laughs> he'll still message me and be like, Oh my God, this scene, this scene is amazing. I love I that. Know, oh, I funny. have Disney Plus, 
but he'll still message me. There's something about about having it on TV. I, I have I only have cable and some channels because it's part of a bundle. But mm-hmm. I, I've never scrolled through and be like, oh, this movie is on. I well, not never in recent times scrolled through. I'll, I'll look through streaming and see like what show can I play and start from. So I think the the whole dynamic of of like, hey, we're diff- <laughs> this guy's watching movies on his phone. And we'll turn on the TV and put on the movie <laughs> and like, you've seen these films from this era and you've seen these, like, I, I love that. I love that. There's the, there's the, uh, the differences between it's almost th- this, this half. It's like two the, 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 the junior half by age, yeah. not by status, Ernie. Yeah. The junior. Mo- <laughs> okay. Thank you. Thank you for Just to be clear. Rook- yeah, reporting that. <laughs> Um, Not the rookie over here. I do miss having cable. I guess really like the last three months of the year, like to find to put on a random scary movie during in October, you know, mm-hmm. and then all the Christmas movies, especially Hallmark Channel <laughs> during the holiday yeah. season. Okay, Kevin, wrap it up. Kevin. I know. Come sorry, on, Kevin, sorry. We keep wrap it up. You got to stop us. Oh, I, I just edited in post. <laughs> yeah, but it's so much for you. Come on, we know we we gotta go. You get all four of us together, and geez. Where they're trying to close the restaurant, they're wiping tables, they're flip, they're flipping chairs are coming on the, on table. the club. The lights yeah. are on the club. It's, you know, the music's slow now. You know the guys, the guys sweeping the floor. It's Paul and I are still ordering more drinks. Drink. Yeah, yeah. You don't gotta go home. You don't gotta go home. You gotta get the hell out of here. Yep. Uh, wow, that's yeah. how I always used to close all my DJing. Absolutely, it's all the, the best, time. That was it. Line. Thanks everybody for being here. You don't have to, you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. Thanks, guys. Drive safe. It, uh, that should be our uh, that should be our outro from now on <laughs> to wrap up each episode. So for the next episode, the homework assignment, I guess I will watch Alien. Is there anyone out there listening who hasn't seen this? Because I feel like everyone's going to tune in just to laugh at me. But that's okay because that's the whole fun of all this. Uh, Kenobi news was was great. Did we did we finish up everything with with Star Wars? No, I we think, were so off the rails on this episode, too. It was just all of us chilling. We missed each other for two weeks, and here we were. Uh, how, how do we want to end this? <laughs> Does somebody want to say thank you for listening? Thanks for I don't liking be... and subscribing and leaving comments Seems and movie like... suggestions. I just did it. Okay, do it again. Remember to like and subscribe and leave comments and whatever is appropriate to do on whatever platform you're listening or watching this on, because we're on several um so rules may not apply but do what applies and thank you how was that what the hell was that (laughs) 